big week in professional wrestling, specifically in this particular part of Europe. It is all in week, and the three of us, we are all in, metaphorically and literally, in a week's time. Uh, it's the Podcast coming to you here on a Monday evening. And uh, this will obviously be our last stop before the big Wembo. Uh, before we deep dive into that card, and yes, we will be deep diving into it. Uh, I'll introduce ourselves. First of all, it's me, Barry. How you doing? Hello, everyone. How's it all going? We all good? We all excited? We all looking forward to our traveling and, 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 our, and our wrestling and our overpriced beers and whatnot? How's it going? Uh, with us, with me, I'm only one person introduced so far, so it's with me. First of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Just one more fight about your Adam Cole and I. Hello, everybody. You sounded a bit, you're sounding a bit um, uh, uh, raspy there when you're singing voice. You sounded a bit like you had COVID last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. See, I was just going to say it sounded very soulful. That's all I was going to say. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, also with us, Mr. Joe Towner. <laughs> just one cornetto, give it to me. <laughs> that was famously from WrestleMania 16. That's, That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where the, the winner of that four way got a cornetto, and people were outraged. <laughs> Triple H, why, why did Triple H get an ice cream? Uh, Edgar Wright directed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is all in week here on the Cheshire podcast. Ooh. I will say, I will say, you know, we'll we'll chat about the card. We'll chat about the build. I think, I think we, you know, the 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 dissections have been numerous and justified, and the criticism is justified. But I will say, now that the week is here. I'm I'm looking forward to being in a big building where there'll be a wrestling show on. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Do we want to? I mean, we can get into. Obviously, we've got we've got FTR news and various other bits and pieces of wrestling to to jump into, and our our life golf as well. Will we just kick things off? Main event here at the top of the show, and let's just do yeah. the all in card. We just look at that. Yeah. Um, on main event on the pre-show. It's main like, event on the uh, pre-show. Like I mean, we're, we're, this is our Aussie Open facing MJF and Adam yeah. Cole, you yeah. know, sure, which yeah. is the opening contest here on this show. Uh, that is the pre-show match for what the the no zero hour. Is it zero hour buy-in? Zero yeah, hour. Zero zero hour. Zero yeah. hour. All right. Um, the funny thing is, I think if they were to do a normal match on like an episode of TV, this would probably be class. But I feel like this is going to be double clothesline comedy hour to give kangaroo fa- kick kangaroo kick to give the fans one last hurrah before whatever happens with with this team. Mm. I think in isolation these four guys could have a class match. Obviously, you know, but I don't know. I what think this will be very good. Yeah, um, just by the virtue of who's in it. But yeah, I wonder if there will be a little holding back, knowing that half of the match have to work yes. a, a 35 minute main event and with how snake bitten this show has been i don't know if mm. I'm, I'm i don't know if i'm booking them to do an old uh, apron tombstone on this one uh, uh with, i would even say a kangaroo kick is probably yeah, too yeah. much like, can you do can you do a kangaroo kick with like just but just keep one foot on the ground loving the double clothesline loving the double love that loving the loving the house show comedy uh, abdominal stretch thing where you reach out to go. loving that i'm gonna give you 20 minutes on that 
Uh, and you can do the, you can also do five minutes stalling on the outside beforehand. And then the finish is we've gotten you that crash pad Jericho took a bump in for the first uh, Blood and Guts, and you're just going to take a snap mare onto it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose I know it's it's we're, we're kicking off with the with the MJF Cole thing here, but I mean that's what they're doing. So I mean, uh, do people have predictions about who does what, who turns, they win, they lose? Roddy Strong comes in. Oh my god, what what do we? I really don't know, and I think. For, uh, I don't love this angle, but I will say that I think there is intrigue in what happens. I will say that. I don't. I don't think. Oh, because when it when it started, I was like foregone conclusion. MJF eventually turns on him. The obvious thing. But now they've sown the doubt so well. Uh, yeah. I'm, like, uh, I'm I am now leaning more Adam Cole turns. I but see I, now I, they've I, sold it so well that they could almost double bluff the bluffers. Mm. And they were the first oh, to again. The bluffer. I don't think they will. I think they will go with Adam Cole ultimately. Yeah. But my biggest worry is that nothing is that they don't do any turn. That would be the most disappointing if it's just they win the belts and then and then they have a main MJF, event, then they shake MJF, hands. MJF retains the belt and then that's it. And it's like, okay, great, fucking AEW insurrection. Catch us next week for the real title match. That's my worry. I, there, there better be a fucking big angle on this show. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I think they'd be stupid not to. We, we've said weeks upon weeks so this is going to be the hottest crowd they're going to have all year the card isn't necessarily reflecting of that but mm. you know we i think we said last week or week before that you know cards like this are memorable or or legendary or whatever you want to say often in retrospect so if they do a big old yeah. a big old angle here um william regal comes back he's had enough of <laughs> the vince McMahon treatment you know, I don't know. So, something happens along the lines of the Mox, uh, the Mox MJF match where someone uh, assists with Adam Cole with the win. Mm. Um, I don't know. So some big angle, the, the MJF finally becomes a full fledged baby face. That's, mm. you know, that would be pretty notable in the the short history of AEW. Mm. Um, um uh, they could also, of course, involve in the, either this or the main event. They could involve Roddy and and the Kingdom, because there's yeah. also speculation, you know, because obviously <laughs> the, the, there's so much debate about. <laughs> That's what I was shaking right. his head at that. I was <laughs> like, me too. Some people, that, that, I mean, I've seen people who are kind of into it. I think, kind of ironically, I hate the Roderick Strong stuff. It's so he's way too good to be doing the the <laughs> neck brace, kicking the kicking the tire and hurting his foot. I mean, I did laugh at that. I won't say I didn't laugh at it, but I'm like, it's wrong. So over Come the top on. in that it's 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 a ruse. Like him and Adam Cole are going to be in on it together, and he was never upset. It but it was it was subterfuge. But like the one thing I want for for a hundred what is a hundred seventy pounds ticket, yeah, to a, to a, to a, and a flight and a hotel to a big old event is uh, is a main event where Matt Taven is coming down and, and, and Mike, <laughs> well, Mike I, I Bennett. Think, I think they'll do that in this match. I think I think they'll probably do oh, their really? sh- I think they'll do their chicanery in the pre-show. Um, really? Uh, what, you know, okay. what if you have people who are not going to watch the pre-show and only tune in for the, the well, main I event? I can talk about it throughout. The, I think it could be the story of the show. Like Adam Cole turns on MJF and that's how mm. they, lo- they lose the match. Or I mean, to play, to play or devil's advocate... We love to do I that. don't personally like that idea, but to play devil's advocate, mm. cast your minds back to the golden age of wrestling, uh, Gangrel versus Val Venus Ooh, in, yeah. in 1998. <laughs> uh, they used to all the time do stuff on heat and reference yeah. it throughout the pay-per-views. Mm. Yeah. Vince McMahon and Steve Austin had a confrontation on heat. And What's going to happen in the main event? You know, build some actual anticipation for what might happen. 
imagine that in AEW. Oh, yeah. God, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I feel like it's more going to be that the pre-show match, Aussie Open retain through some sort of like miscommunication, miscommunication yeah. but it's not explicitly stated at that stage that something is mm. is up. But the the the, the water has been sli- slightly Ooh, poisoned. Yeah. yeah, that could be that would be all right. That could be plausible. But if they just win, then I, I what's the point in doing this match? I, I just think it would be a waste of time. Yeah, no, I think there's, there's, there's got to be something coming. There has to be something. I mean, you know, because it's because it is an it is an odd thing to do, especially like Aussie Open just mm. returned. They just won those belts. Um, you know, yeah, we. I, I'm very curious, but yeah, so that's that. That is your your pre show match, and I do think and they I haven't do think, announced any other pre show matches. Yeah, they. Mm, I mean, they did a load on Forbidden Door, but prior they to Forbidden four. Door, they'd kind. But prior to that, they'd kind of gotten into like the one. rhythm mm. of doing yeah. one, which I, 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 I like compact of matches, especially because it's Wembley. You're only going to be here once, for now at least. Anyway, a lot of people not on this card. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I think you can certainly trot out a couple of the, a couple of like you know mid card level people who would it would be nice to see on this show, um, uh, in this venue. And they have, I mean, again, I think I think because they have actually pushed the pre show on TV with this match, and they've had Cole and MJF say it. So I think they want people in that building ready to go, and I think they will. Mm. I mean, they've they've said as much. Be in your seats at be this time, five, yeah. you know. So I, yeah, I hope the angle. I hope they. Uh, I hope they um, uh, uh, do get uh, um, uh, something, some, some more stuff there on that card. Uh, the, so just going here on the illustrious uh, order as dictated by Wikipedia. Uh, the next match will segue into our first news item, which is FTR versus the Young Bucks. Um, so this week there was a there was a, a new story that I honestly sincerely thought was like some kind of parody thing uh, uh, when I first saw it. Uh, but Cash Wheeler did get arrested in, in Florida this week uh, following a end of July, July 28th, 29th or something like that incident uh, where he uh, there was a road rage incident where he was waving a gun at another driver. Uh, Not really road rage as much as... I don't know. Uh, it is a hard yeah. thing to describe because yeah, they they called it road rage, but I was like, but like he didn't. Uh, by all accounts, they didn't even stop and have a fight. I don't think no. because it's kind of based on the the statement. It was kind of like he did that and they went their separate ways because because so, people were kind of digging through records and it's like, oh, he had like a warrant out for his arrest for like two weeks or something like that, and did he go to the company? But as it kind of turned, it, it it seems like he probably wasn't even aware that he had this situation because he had this while moving while in motion had this incident in the car and then drove off and probably didn't think about it again mm. uh, uh un- until the p- police came and knocking um, they, they didn't fucking remember it you mean yeah yeah um office hits yeah yeah, I mean, allegedly. yeah yeah allegedly yeah and the other thing because the other thing was the the statement was like oh he was all over the road and i was trying to get around him and then I, you know so um so yeah, I mean, it was a real, it was a real kind of zero to sixty story because it's kind of like you were shocked by it, and the next thing you knew, there was arraignment footage and victim statements. You're like, mm. oh shit! Um, he did get somewhat lucky in the sense that there was no passport surrendering or anything like that. So it looks like this match is going to happen, but this is, I mean, this is now going to be the the hijacked match where it's all the fans are just chanting things and and and. It, yeah, they're, right. I feel like they're going to try and have this great all-time match, and I think I, I suppose if it's good enough, the fans will eventually get bored of, of doing silly chants. But right now, the deck is stacked against them because 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 the people are going to want to be doing their silly chants. Hard for me to feel sympathy for them, though. Um, yeah, 
as much mm-hmm. as FTR like to push this reputation of theirs as they're just there's just a couple of good old God fearing family men mm. waving guns at strangers while driving <laughs> at 100 kilometers an hour. Yeah. It's the two great American pastimes: drink driving and guns. That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what I love. That's what I love. Um, yeah, yeah. So the the last few days have just been a cacophony of gun club, bullet club, shooter. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's like um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, gun club, and rightfully and- so. <laughs> um, um, he's lucky he didn't <clears throat> crash wheeler. Uh, Oh, doing that kind oh, of what? Oh God! Oh, why? I don't know why I didn't get that. <laughs> My brain's not working. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is if if he. I mean, people were like, "Oh my God, you know, that's a federal crime. You can't, you can't fly if you if you're uh, a federal convict." It's like, well, it happened on the twenty eighth of July. They're not going to try and convict him in two weeks, like that's. But I mean, for he is lucky for bail conditions. He didn't have to like surrender his passport. I'd say if the, if the incident was any more aggressive, God forbid, a shot was actually fired, he really would have run the risk of not being allowed to leave the country. I I would say he's more so lucky that Tony Khan is such a pushover. Mm. Oh yeah, well, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do now? Nothing, you know. Exactly, but it, it, maybe any, maybe they lose the belts. That'll be about it. That'll be about it. Any other celebrity in any other walk of life is waving their gun at civilians. Is mm. is is getting some kind of suspension? Well, can you imagine if they took that match off this card though? I mean, well, fucking hell, it would be. Yeah. Goes from a seven out of ten to a six out of ten. But that's, that's, that. that's, that's the thing. Yeah, real life, that's, unfortunately, though, that's not an excuse for it, but. I just feel like, yeah. Well, let's let's say hypothetically, it was something worse than what he did. It was a domestic violence. Hypothetically, hypothetically, yeah. I think then it would, it would, it would just fire. I think they would pull it. I think that they could. I don't know. Or even, even, even. Even, even let's say, let's say it was, it was out of their hands, and let's say it was a you can't travel situation. Mm. I mean, that would, that would be a situation where I think in order to have any credibility at all. Again, we're talking about hypotheticals here. So in a hypothetical situation where this crime resulted in him not being able to travel, I think Tony Khan would have had to have serious thoughts about using the guy ever again. Because it's like, you're in like my second or third biggest match on the biggest show of all time, and you fucking got yourself arrested. And again, it's hypothetical. You, you cost me the match. Because when that, again, when you think about it logically, you realize, okay, he's, he, he's going to be able to travel. But when that news broke, I was like, oh my God, that is the, that is the second to third biggest match. And in terms of bell to bell, potentially the number one match on the card gone. And I was like, this is, this is the most cursed show. This is this. I mean, even still this show, it feels more cursed than like forbidden door one, which uh, I mean, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a, do you not think so? No, I mean, the main event of Forbidden Door fell out. Like That's true. That's actually true, yeah. And I suppose like that's 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 one uh, you know thing to reinforce the idea that the show still may end up being good. <laughs> that show ended up being very good. But yeah, I mean, oh, man, that, that brief half hour where it was like, oh my God, have they just lost like one of their biggest matches? And these um, people not just fucking behave themselves for I two know. weeks. And I'm sure, I mean, I mean, that surely there'll be a... a, a there must be something else going on. I don't know if 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 you're in your right mind if you're doing that two or three weeks before the biggest event of your life. I I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll... I like as well not to jump ahead to the review, but we had on on um, Collision. It was it was uh, we'll hear from FTR, and what amounted to like Dax speaking over a uh, a video package. Mm. We've got a we've got a cat running here. Just on a just on running. 
I just had to oh, like, hello. oh wow. I just had to leap across the room to shut the window because she will. <laughs> she get out. She will have. She's already escaped. She escaped twice already. I'll tell you a little bit about that later. But yeah, Goff coming up. Look Speaking of that. being locked up, Dax Harwood. Uh, I yeah. So to me, this kind of telegraphs the end, the finish. Like Bucks are going to win. I thought yeah, they would probably win it. anyway. But I, did you really? Oh, I really. I yeah. thought. I thought. I thought. I thought FTR were were. I, All we need is for one of the young bucks to commit a crime to get that. Oh God, I questioning mean, the finish back in our. I hands. mean, are we going to jinx it right now by saying hopefully there'll be no more AEW bullshit in the next six days? <laughs> I I hope not. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like again, not because of the severity of the crime. I mean, it's it's mm. type of thing. I, you know, it's it's bad. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of feel like the Bucks should win just because, like, like, with so much on the line with this card, doing that just seems so, so crazy. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, I think I think this is another, this is the first part really here of this card where we can obviously talk about how, I mean, the build has pretty much just been, you want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. It's been, yeah. it's been, <laughs> Undertaker, yeah. it's been Undertaker Brock. It has been. Yeah, you know, um, which in a way I don't even I don't even dislike the simplicity of it. If the rest of the card was slightly more compelling, uh, I kind of like them just saying we're the best. We've gone one on one with you, and we're tied up. And to cement ourselves as the best way to win, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's just it also ha- came together in the last two weeks. Um, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, that 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 is that's probably Exhibit One A of the of the this card coming together extremely hot and last minute. Uh, four-way for the women's championship. Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I don't know why they couldn't just... I mean, the main, the main reason is probably because they want to have Soraya in some capacity on the show. I don't know why you couldn't have just done the Tony Storm Shida match that you just had that was good on, on Dynamite on this show and actually to be fair not just Rhea, they probably felt they can't not have Brit on this show I guess but uh, I mean it's just I mean there's been a lot of new complaints about AEW in the last six months but I feel like it's very fitting that from the first all in all the way up to this one it's the women's division still just kind of feels like you know it's just very thrown together I finally got around to watching the uh the Ring of Honor main event the Willow I still have it yeah it was brilliant Oh, yeah, the best women's match in AEW or Ring of Honor this year, probably. Um, shame they're not on AEW. I yeah. don't know why. They're better than most of the stuff on the main card. I don't know why. Yeah, can't. everyone I know who watches Ring of Honor is like, it's, I mean, obviously, look, you have to have certain people on that show. But they're like, it's crazy that Athena is is relegated to that show. Um, and Willow as well. I mean, I, I actually didn't see Collision this week, but the tag match last week, I was like, that is as good as any women's tag on, on Dynamite this year or beyond even. Mm. Uh, and it's not like it's, it was anything, any kind of like it wasn't insanely good. You have to see it, but it was just really good, solid wrestling. Um, I would really like Statlander and Willow to be added in some capacity to the pre-show, whether it's a tag or a single. It's probably not a singles at this stage because it's, you know, the build is, the build is basically mm. done. Um, but um, yeah, this match it's a four way as well so maybe there'll be enough antics in it that'll. but I just feel like it's Soraya in a four way as well oh my god I don't know I, I don't know I don't have I don't have much expectations for this sadly like I say I, I think a, a big Tony singles match I would have been into um, but she's doing great stuff at the moment Tony yes oh mm. my god so funny so great 
Um, and I, I, I do like Sheeta getting this moment as the as they've started calling her on TV like the pandemic era champion, getting the big the big stadium championship yeah. moment. Which again, she could have she won it in this building. That would have been cool, but whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, this is more like it now. Darby Allen versus Darby Allen and Sting, excuse me, versus Air Fox and Shane. Strickland in a tag team coffin match. I think we did predict a few months ago or a few weeks ago, this combination of lads would be our your crazy <laughs> AW weapon spectacle match. Um, well, actually, we, people, have the, we have the stadium stampede as well. Stadium stampede, but those are always like mildly comedic as well. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for Alex Abrahantis jumping up and down uh, next to me. Uh, I'm high five him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, get his autograph if he's there. You know what I mean? That jacket's pretty sick. Get him to sign the jacket. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this will be class. I've seen some people poo-poo in the coffin match stipulation. I, they've all been good. The other coffin matches have been good. So, I mean, if 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 the only if the only template we were working off was the 1990s casket matches, I would say fair enough. But the yeah. AW ones have all been really spectacular. So, uh, I I I can't wait for this. It's such a weird combination of people in a great way. Swerve and AR Fox mixing it up with Sting is such a funny is such a funny fire pro match, but um mm. And would I, it be a big coffin or a double coffin? I thought it was two coffins. Not I was thinking two. two. Surely they get one each, right? Or is it some or of the, a big Yokozuna one? I was about to say, yeah. and some of the Taker ones he's had, the Mark Henry match as well. Didn't he have a, a big coffin? That'd be kind of mm. cool, a big a big coffin. But I'd say two. I would say two. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I that that could be that could be a show stealer. I do think I do think it could be a show stealer. Um, yeah, um, I feel like Darby and Sting are picking up the win on that oh, one. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Fairly comfortably. Yeah, uh, especially because Darby is challenging for the uh, TNT title the next week. So, um... Mm. Uh, up next, perhaps yeah, the most... Sting losing Wembley either. Perhaps the most uh, divisive uh, match of the bill. We've got the Golden Elite versus Takeshita, uh, Juice Robinson, and Jay White. This is the this is the ultimate... This match epitomizes the debate around this show, right? Because people are trying to, like act like people are pretending the match would be bad, which is not the point. Obviously, mm-hmm. it is six very good wrestlers having a match. I don't think anyone is suggesting that Bell to Bell would be bad, but I, I, I am firmly in the camp that a, a single, a big Kenny singles is is massively missing from this card. Um, and I know there's give and take. They have to say, I, I'm not even saying they can't save something for Chicago the next week, but I, I think this is the wrong call. I think like, this is the wrong call. They, they can't book... Like two singles matches in the space of a week. I'm yeah. pretty sure they could. I'm pretty sure they could come up with two cards that don't involve trading off everything. They've got hundred wrestlers, right? Yeah. <laughs> WWE does two nights of WrestleMania with completely different cards in two in two nights. Yeah, they can't do two shows. That's all. That argument is just bullshit. The whole all out thing. Oh, we've got to save it for all. We had four months. Yeah, to book two shows a week apart. It's not rocket science, is it? Anyway, also they've this, done like what twelve pay per views and nine of them have been in Chicago. It's not like that yeah. audience is. That's the other thing it. as well. I, I I hate the argument that well, look, tickets are tickets. You got to sell tickets to Chicago. It's like yes, fair enough. But also, my thing with this show is that presumably you want to do this again next year. You want to do this maybe even not next year. Maybe you say I, you want to come back to Wembley at some stage and have it be mm-hmm. or maybe once every two years, big special thing. I think I think. You have to have a big special, like almost Wrestle Kingdom level singles match that has people falling out of their chair. And Kenny's the guy who gives you that match. And, and you know, it's not here. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they'll, they're six good wrestlers. I'm not saying that they're bad, you know. I mean, I, with the, I mean, the Jay White has been great, as I think most people anticipated he would be on on US TV. Um, uh, I, I think, I think again, in isolation, this six man, sure, great fun. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But um, and even like because I mean, saying it about um about Kenny Hangman as well, I would have liked a Hangman singles match. Yeah. Um, classic. I mean, people have really started to, I think, realize not just this build, but as a the, in the broader AEW conversation, a guy just feels like they just don't do right by him um, in the booking. I mean, we've talked about the title mm-hmm. reign and he's not on TV that enough. Do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not on TV like... It, it, AEW rotates people on and off TV, but fucking, fucking John Moxley's on that fucking TV show every week. Chris Jericho's on that TV show every week. <laughs> Hangman Adam Page should be on that TV show every week. I think, I think... Um, I think he's another one who should have a, a big special match on this show. But, but I mean, I think we're all, we're also I think all bored of that conversation now. I'm, I, it's just been it's been debated mm. to death, and I'm re- kind of ready to just watch the show now. <laughs> um, yeah, it, do, it does have a bit of a stink of when you'd get uh, when we used to go to the wrestling in Dublin, mm. and you'd have a few names over, it and you go, "Oh, wait, what they're going to do? They're going to do him versus him, him versus him." And what you'd ultimately get would was like was like a house show six man. Yeah, yeah. You get the graphic with the person on the poster, and you'd freak out, and mm. then you'd get, you, then you'd get the, the, you know, the Naito six man. Um, uh, you know, it was nice to see him, but you're like, okay, just has a bit of that vibe to it. It's like, yeah, you're uh, seeing them, but you're also not seeing them for two thirds of a match, so to speak. You see them stand on an apron for two thirds. The of other, match. the other thing with this, right? Not to belabor the point, but people have been saying, oh, you know, this always happens with AEW pay per views. You know, they leave it to the last minute, but the pay per views always deliver. Blah blah blah. Firstly, I would say they don't always deliver. Double or nothing was shit. Double or nothing wasn't yeah, good. Double yeah. or nothing yeah. was bad. Um, and I would say they, yes, they always deliver in the ring because they just have all good wrestlers. Like they don't sign bad wrestlers generally. Like most of the wrestlers are really good and can deliver a good match nine times out of 10. Like, of course the match quality is good. It's not 1991. You're not going to mm. sit through like a load of one star matches with, yeah, people doing chin locks for ten minutes. Like all all wrestling shows have good matches on, right? It's not a that's not anything to kind of crow about. For me, they they don't always deliver in terms of telling fin- finishing the story, you know, bringing things to a conclusion, having those kind of emotional high points. I was trying to think back over all of the AEW pay per views of those kind of real moments that stick out to you that you remember, and I was really struggling to think of stuff that was like. Oh yeah, that remember when so and so did that? I remember when he won the title. I remember this. I was like, I can think of like Wardlow turning on MJF. That was a great moment. But other than that, I feel a lot of them have, have been real disappointments. And mm. I think that's the problem with the show. Yeah, of course the matches are all going to be good, but that's just like expected. That's not. That's nothing to to shout about for me. And I think that's the that's the problem. And also, people saying, bringing up all these other examples of how the builds, you know, they're usually not great for AEW. Well, that's a problem. Like, like, okay, they have a roster of great wrestlers who always deliver in the ring. Okay, great. I can we, I, I, the stories need to be there. Mm. Um, uh, you know, but that's, I mean, these, these, these are, de- these are debates now that I think are getting a little bit tiresome, and it does feel like the, the wheels are are, are coming off AEW again a little bit. I will also say here, looking at this six man, is um another person who just is not on TV enough uh, is is Takeshita. Um, this Don thing, which yeah. is great, I do like it. It's supposed to be, it should be the big elevation of him and he he kind of just feels like a lackey right now 
who yeah. who is who is in big multi man beatdown segments like we got on on Wednesday with the, with Jr. doing Eric Andre face. Um, the turn of Callis was great, and the turn of Takeshita was great. Yeah. Then he was he just hasn't been on TV in the last what six weeks. Just that's the the old Wardlow problem. Yeah, Pop, pops yeah. up for the odd match. Yeah, but what? Not even T- not Tony, even killing Tony knows money. how to how to turn him. And but not how, what to do with them afterwards. Yeah. It seems like a lot of time. Just no momentum. Um. So hopefully, I mean, I mean, especially if they are eventually going to do the Kenny thing, that hopefully Takeshi has a big showing here, and presumably he has to win. I feel like he has to win this match. Um. Uh, but we will. We will see. Uh, then just added this week, we got a stadium stampede match. Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Trent Barretta, Penta El Zero Medo, and Ray Fenix versus John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler, Utah, TBA, TBA, and TBA. So let's say uh, we're going to say, okay, we've got Okada. <laughs> Goldberg and the Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll tell you who it's going to be. I know Go exactly on. who it's going to be to piss Go me on. off. It's going to be Ishii, Minoru Suzuki, and some other Japanese mid carder. That's oh, exactly so what I would like to see really them. people. No, okay. the same people they wheel out for every they've, fucking yeah, surprise. They've, they've, true, you know what? Oh, if they surprise get... opponent, Minoru Suzuki again. Yeah, having just yeah, done that a few weeks ago on, on Collision, I really hope that's not it. Because That's my kind of worry. Like, I know yeah. I was overplaying. I don't dislike Minoru Suzuki. Are, no, really. I get where you're coming from. They are, they're but, great, but we yeah. have seen them. You it's know. like, they're always the same. And you know they're going to lose. They always bloody lose. Yeah. Like, it's just... Oh god! I hope it's if it genuinely is someone surprising, I will be very happy. But I I don't think it will be because Rev Pro have a lot of the New Japan guys over for their show on on the Saturday, so they're all around. So yeah, uh, although oh, wait, so they're on the heel side. So I don't think I don't. Uh, would you put Ishii on? The, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It does. I don't it's think you'd put Ishii on the heel side, but whatever. Yeah, uh, it's, you, it's, you, you do you do Chase Owens evil. <laughs> bad luck folly there's your three uh i, I think shabada's on that rev pro card so i mean uh, 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 now, now there, there's someone that is certainly on the old bucket list i would like to see shabada live i have not seen him i've seen ishii and suzuki a couple of times um so we'll um you know i'll take that um i have another nitpick with this match go on why do the blackpool combat club keep teaming with random people yeah, especially they're supposed to be an elite group that is very yeah. picky about who they let in, and it's like, oh, we just team with a couple of fucking jabronis, whatever. They just did a big finish for a main event where they got played by getting by getting mercenaries in who walked out on them, and they they just did that, and I was a big into that. I thought that was really great. I thought it was it was the type of thing that fits their characters. Mm. They'd learned from that. They'd never do it again. And now, and God, I mean, yeah, if one of them is a baby face that they have faced in the last couple of of weeks in Ishii uh, of, you know I don't know yeah. the, 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 the attention to detail is not there anymore sadly on that um, uh, you know uh, what do we what do we make about them announcing this match though because I think I kind of I do conflict when they announced this I basically just assumed anarchy in the arena right I was like okay mm. they'll do the same it, that's what they're going to do but it's in a stadium so they don't want to call it anarchy in the arena mm. but I mean they it, it they are two generally they are two very different match types and one of them is more kind of in the back of the building doing a pre-tape doing some comedy uh, i would obviously like that a lot less especially because you've got a million key figures in this match mox kingston uh, cassidy you know these mm-hmm. are people you'd want to see i assume it'll i assume it'll begin in the ring at the very least but uh 
What do you think this match will be? Is what I'm getting at. Uh, I think anarchy in the arena. I think, <laughs> I, I think so too, that, yeah. yeah. Which we just saw again like three months yeah. ago uh, with the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's a, that, those matches are quite fun, but I think they are quite used quite sparingly. It would mm. be better to do another one with the Black... What are they going to do? Another giant swing in the concession stand? Like, mm. oh, God. Anyway, I would have preferred a singles match, needless to say. But Needless to say, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I really, I, I really was hoping we'd get Mox versus Cassidy. That was one, I think, even more so than the Omega to catch the match. I mean, I think for the grandeur and the importance of the show, an Omega singles match would have been better. Personally, mm. just for my taste, I really wish we got Moxley versus Cassidy. I think that's yeah. such a marquee match for two guys who have genuinely been the best thing about this promotion since it started. Um, We've only got four title matches on this show, and one of them's not a real title. What's what's the not real? Yeah. Title? Oh, yeah, then, yeah the, sorry, the real world title. Yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I hope this is. Uh, I I do hope this is anarchy in the arena. And again, like we've been saying all the way through, I, I think it'll probably be really good. You know, it's it's yeah. it's. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Will Osprey versus Chris Jericho. Um, oh God! I, let, let, before we go on, <laughs> I've I've talked in the past. We, we need to get a little video package. Seamus Randy Orton. I forget all the rest of them. <laughs> but every now and then, you get a, a perfect segment. Mm. Obviously, we're going to review the TV later on. Uh, but this week, we might have had the, uh, the all-time worst segment. <laughs> the imperfect segment. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. We'll talk about it when we get to TV. The most um, insanely nonsensical. The most just badly put together like thing. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it. The, the funny thing about this match is that Jericho, with the exception of like the late uh, uh, Daly's Place era, when it felt like his, he, he was, you know, it's been well documented. He seemed to have a bit of a health woes and then he got himself back in shape when they started touring. With that exception, I think he is mostly delivered on pay-per-view. I have the same reaction most people do when they announce a big Jericho. I was like, oh, Jericho, Jericho. I'm fucking sick of this guy. <laughs> but like, you know, Kingston, Starks, these have all been really good matches. I think if they go out there in the opener and they have like the pace setting match and it's Osprey, you know, who, ha- I mean, there's plenty of criticisms you can throw at him, but I, I, I think, I think my, my only concern about this match is if Jericho tries to do a Will Ospreay match and kid himself into thinking that it's still 1995. Do you know what I mean? Um, remember when he, when he had, when, remember when they did the Hoovy match when, during the trials of yeah. MJF? And it was like, it's a very cute Dreadful. reference you're doing, but you're trying to actually yeah. do the match and it's just not. Again, that was pandemic era coming out of uh, coming out of Daily Space era. That was not a great era for Jericho. Um, I think this is a match I roll my eyes at that still has the potential to be. It could overachieve. It'd be very good. Yeah. Um, it would be, and it would be, and, and you know, the the worst possible outcome is Jericho tries to do an Osprey match. I think an Osprey doing a more thoughtful Jericho match would probably actually be great. You know. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, am I would I would I have turned my nose up at uh, you do the Forbidden Door Kenny Omega will Osprey match on this show? No, I would not have turned my nose up at that. But that is not uh, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Good uh, luck getting uh, Jericho from Stormbreaker, by the way. 
<laughs> listen, listen, Osprey's bulked up a bit, okay? He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's a strong the, boy now. He's on the sore of Strickland diet. But I will say he's he's, he's noticed, he, he has started doing a, a new, the, like like a version of the spiral tap for, uh, as his new finisher. I think right. that's probably for this match. Hidden <laughs> <laughs> blade. Oh, yeah. The elbow drop. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 might, might be on the hidden blade. Because the big belly smash. He's going to do the big daddy belly smash. As a, belly as a uh, well, someone should on this show. Come on now. There's going to be... The Young Bucks will do that. They like it. Yeah. Of all the people on the show, who's most likely to wear a big daddy singlet? Uh... CM Punk. <laughs> I love it. Um, or, I mean, you know, FTR are old school wrestling fans. So if they're going to, well, okay, well, you know, the house, you know, what, what's the house style here, brothers? Like, well, I've got some, I've got some ITV archive tapes here that you need to watch. We've got, we've got Mick McManus and a Kendo Nagasaki mask. <laughs> oh, someone should come out in that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even think most of the people in Wembley would get it. Uh, maybe they would. There'll probably be some old heads there. Moxie, um, yeah. We did finally have confirmation of CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the Real Worlds Championship. Oh, what a segment. They're speaking of great segments. I, I, so I, I must say, actually, I didn't see Collision this week. So oh, I, my I, word. Because I heard it was very boring, for, um, which is disappointing. But. Well, you got a one-minute segment setting this up. That was it. Again, just like the Young Bucks match, it's like this, this build is just like... I can't even say it's bad. It's just not. It's like EWR basic ass fucking segment booking. Yeah. Heel wins match, calls out face, face lays out face. Uh, heel accepts challenge, matches on at pay per view. Like, oh, all right, Wait, we we need to get Samoa Joe with a sledgehammer breaking into CM Punk's house. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the, the break his legendary WrestleMania twenty five main event. Break his ankle with a sledgehammer and strangle AJ Lee. That's what we want to see. Come was on, the, was the like. I thought we were going to get something a bit more blood feudy when he like killed Roderick Strong, but that yeah. had more of an impact on the MJF story than the CM Punk story. Like it's been very, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I liked the pulling him into the crowd last week, which the cameraman missed at first, which is funny. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is another one where I'm, I am appreciating the historical significance of seeing this very influential feud in a brand new, that's cool. But as a, television feud that i've sat down and watched as a piece of entertainment i have it's been it's been nothing i i can't believe that cm punk is not main eventing this show after after obviously the running gag that we always reference you're you're wrestling triple h that is the main event and the whole thing that he didn't get to main event wrestlemania and that was his whole big beef in wwe that he felt underappreciated when they announced this show i was like well surely this is punk's chance to do the WrestleMania main event. Well, he's he's wrestling the real world title match. He's wrestling the Ring of Honor TV champion. That is the main event. Like, this is such maybe, a... Maybe that's why they did the real world title story to placate him. <laughs> oh, like, You're God. wrestling the real world title match and all in. Don't worry. Oh, this, this gives me WrestleMania 18 Stone Cold versus Scott Hall vibes. Yeah. This is going to go on fourth and it's going to be very weird that the punk isn't in a big match. But maybe no one wants to work with him. That's the kind of rumor that... Well, I, I mean, yeah, that, I, you know, him and Joe go he, back. and The reason he does the title, he's doing this title thing is to try and start a, a program with MJF, but MJF doesn't have any interest. That's the, the rumor I was... Oh, yes, yeah, that to. is the, the most, yeah. 
Which, which is funny because on this show we've been like, well, is MJF going to acknowledge that there's a fucking another yeah. guy running around with belts? And the answer seems to be no. That he will not be <laughs> there's, acknowledging there's that. There's a reason he's not acknowledging it because oh, he doesn't want to be a god. I mean, I love Punk as much as the next man, but good lord, you know, I mean, he's only, he's only going to be able to feud with Samoa Joe for so long before yeah. he, you know, he, he, Collision needs to start heating some other people up for him to to feud with. Um, yeah, this will be cool. I didn't think the Owen Hart match was amazing, but it was pretty good. But it was also a match that felt like they were holding back. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, I Now, me personally, I don't know if I would have blown off the 20-year story of Punk can't beat Joe if I knew I was going to be then doing the match again at Wembley. That's just me. Uh, I would have maybe booked the tournament differently so that they didn't face each other a month before this match. But what do I do? Um, yeah. Uh, that's that. And that brings us to the main event, MJF versus Adam Cole. I mean, we kind of talked through all the scenarios uh, during the pre-show match. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about this during the build. The the 30-minute draw was way better than I was expecting. Like, Adam Cole's best thing in AEW, certainly since he came back, by far since he came back. Um, So we'll see. I, I assume this goes at least 30, at least 30. Um, I can't imagine they do a finish before that. But yeah, what do you what do you always making of this of this match as a as a match? Oh, it'd be great. First one was great. Well, I think it'd be a very good match. Yeah, and depends. It really kind of depends on what happens on the pre-show and how if anything plays out. Like if they just have a regular match and MJF w- someone wins, mm. I think it's a bit boring after all the story that they've been telling like you don't just want a straight match but this is, this is the angle match this is the match we're expecting some kind of story to ha- unfold so that's that's what it hinges on for me but it will i'm sure it will be a really good match either way and that's the show i mean yeah i think we've kind of summed up a couple of weeks of of, of debate there i think our grievances are are, are kind of well discussed at this stage <laughs> Um, you know, but I, I, you know, I don't dispute that it looks like a, a fine evening of wrestling. Um, uh, and I think, I think the there's a it, it looks good on paper, and on almost every match has the potential to overachieve as well. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm I am I am most looking forward to the Sting match. I will say that the Sting one. Um, and and Goldberg coming out for the Stadium Stampede, obviously. Um, you know, and Edge. Yeah. Uh, which leads me to my next point. Next news, 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 news. Big news week here on um, the Churchill podcast. They um, uh, they did uh, Edge versus Sheamus uh, on SmackDown this week. It was like Edge's anniversary. is 25 years in wrestling or something like that, was it? Yeah, or, in, or in WWE specifically, I suppose. And uh, it's people are assuming it might be a write-off. The story came out that his contract is up in September. So he, he does not actually have the potential to be at All-In. But um, there has been speculation about Edge going to AEW, I feel like, since AEW formed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the story for his comeback that's, that Tony Khan approached him? and That's why he came back, wasn't it? Yeah, Tony he, Khan approached he said, him and then WWE I'm, swooped I'm inter- in. Yeah, I'm interested, but let me talk to. I'm loyal, you know. Let me talk to them first. <laughs> talk to the big man. Let me talk yeah. to the big man. And the big man's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, Anyway, you know. So, so um, I don't know how I'd feel about that because I of the, the extremely little I've watched of Edge's modern run, I have not enjoyed in any capacity. Admittedly, I have not seen a lot of the matches that people really rave about. 
Um, you know, uh, it seems like by all accounts, he's, he can still go, you know, in his, in his post neck injury, you know, advanced age by all accounts. I've just, I've never, I've never really been an edge guy at all, really post the tag team. Um, we never got the tag team reuniting in the end, really. No. We never got a, an edge and Christian run. No, they only ever, it was only after they both retired, they did a bunch of like appearances. A yeah, a podcast and a bunch of raw appearances as a team and, and Edge uh, managing Christian and stuff like that. But yeah, you're actually, you're actually dead right. We never got a, a, uh, so I mean, that would actually. Edge and Christian and Turtlenecks. Uh, yeah, I think if they brought, if they, I was, you know, it's funny, I was gearing up to come on here and say I'd have no interest in that. If they brought him in to team with Christian and he was an extension of Christian's current character and they were they were Edge and Christian, but for the 2023 audience with the new outfits and the goofy character and the sending the kid out of the building and Luchasaurus becomes less and less relevant. It's just like he keeps winning titles and the two of them are walking around with loads of belts. I oh, they should win the tag titles, but like it's, it's like it's Christian and Luchasaurus, but it's Edge and Christian with the belts. Uh, okay, I've, I've been I've been coaxed into thinking this would be good, because um, uh, that podcast is also one of the funnier things WWE's ever produced, which is a low bar. I know they produce so much unfunny crap. I think Funny Edge is much better than Serious Edge. Yeah, when he tries to do the acting, just be, be goofy. That suits him. But here's the problem now: would would yeah. would Mr. Tony Khan say, okay, Edge is coming in, he wants? 70 bajillion dollars i'm i'm not putting him in a turtleneck and doing tag team comedy with him he has to sorry have you seen the main event feud I, oh yeah actually so maybe he will maybe he will maybe he will this world you, title match is literally <laughs> crocodile dundee jokes yeah you, you know so maybe he will yeah. i mean maybe maybe he, maybe he will actually so so who knows so yeah i don't know if there's any smoke to that fire um uh it certainly kind of seems like he's done everything there is to do in 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 this. He's come back and he's wrestled all the new people. He's wrestled some of the old people. You know, he's I I I I feel like Edge would kind of be spinning his wheels in WWE if he's if he's healthy and he has enough passion to keep doing it, which I seem seems like he does. I think AEW does make sense. Would you boys be into it? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that little run. Not too long, you know. On it, overstay your welcome. <laughs> if he does like a, a twelve month run with Christian, that'd be very mm. nice. I'd enjoy that. So yeah, that is uh that is an interesting one to watch there. And that's going to wrap up our um uh our wrestle guff here before we get to our TV reviews. Later looking forward to the old uh, uh the old vacay over in London town. What's been going on in life outside of that? Gents, what have you been up to? I mean, Joe, I mean, we we've had a couple of cat cameos here over the course mm. of the of the cast. So why don't you why don't you why don't you give us the, the, the cat update? So we um we adopted a cat last Sunday, Ooh. which is why there was no uh show wait, was there a show last week? No. No, that's why we skipped the show. Oh yeah, of course. That's it. Um yeah, we adopted the cat last week. It all happened very quickly. We'd emailed yeah, we we got it from a cat shelter. And we emailed them a couple of weeks ago and then they uh rang us on like the Wednesday for an interview just to say, you know, do you have experience with cats? What's the house like? Blah blah blah. Um, they said, okay, would you want to come and look in? We've got one. You can come and look in. And we went in on the Saturday morning. We saw the cat. She was incredibly friendly. Mm. It was very nice. Um, I do have potential cat pet allergies. So it was also to kind of test whether I had an allergic mm. reaction. But luckily, it's, it seemed okay. Then we went and picked her up on the next day, the Sunday, the Sunday morning. And I uh, brought her home. And yeah, that was it. It was... 
an interesting journey home. We don't drive, so we, we got a cab from the place. It's about a 40-minute drive from where we live on the other side of London. She did not like being in the carry case. As soon as the woman brought her out, she was meowing. When I say meowing, I mean like every two seconds, like meow, meow, meow. Like, mm. And this did not stop until we got home. I'm talking about 55 minutes between leaving the place and getting to our house. She did not stop once meowing every couple of seconds. She was doing a podcast. Yeah. Luckily, the cab driver was a very, very nice man. Uh, I wish I could have tipped him more, but they have a limit on Bolt of £7.50 for some reason. Um, but yeah, we got home. It was very exhausting. But um, as soon as she got out of the case, she was like, she stopped and she was like, Oh, fine now. And she's she just like strutting around the house. They do say, oh, you know, the cats might be a little bit nervous at first of the new surroundings. They might want to hide somewhere, you know. She was like, no, I just like, strutting around the house, had a shit in the, <laughs> shit in the litter box, ate some food. <laughs> I will say, like, she's she's very cute, very affectionate. She loves a head rub, chin rub, belly rub, any kind of rub. Um, but she's also a bit of a bold boy. She oh. will... At night, when we first, we, yeah, we kept her in one room to start off with and, and closed the door at night. She meowed all night, scratched the door to pieces, uh, pulled all the books off the bookshelf. Like I don't even, I don't know how she even managed that. There was, you know, stuff flying all over the room. She, she does whatever she wants. It's like we are in the collision locker room and she's CM Punk. It's basically <laughs> that's the analogy. She kind of walks around and just does whatever she feels like she's also tried to escape out the window twice she was an outdoor cat she was a stray so she's very used to being outside and you know it's been very warm this week we haven't had the windows open at all this week is stifling because even if we leave it open a crack she'll push it open and get out like she she, the other day yesterday morning i was out in my slippers in the garden chasing her through the neighbor's garden uh, to try and stop her from escaping because uh she's not really allowed to go out yet you're supposed to wait a few weeks before they can go out so i think we we might just do it this week because she's not gonna she's not gonna last much longer um but yeah other than that she is she's wonderful and her name is drew after drew barrymore so Cute. that's her so yes yeah, so that's our little addition so she'll be making more many more appearances i would i've enjoyed suspect. the cameos i have yeah. it's good they like they like webcams so just turn a webcam on i'm interested so yes that was that it's been a very busy couple of weeks we also had a couple of barbecues we went to (laughs) some friends that were both very nice and luckily the weather was okay for both of those uh we've had michelle's visa renewal we had to submit all of our paperwork uh this is the final one where she gets a kind of permanent residency uh and yesterday we went to see a boy genius which is a super group made up of phoebe bridges Lucy Dacus and Julianne Baker, which are three different artists that Michelle loves, and she loves this supergroup. And they're basically, I don't know, like the NWO of of sad girl kind of <laughs> indie rock music. Um, so we went to a huge festival. There's like twenty thousand people there. Um, music's very good. That you know, it's not my kind of music, but I think they're a very good band. But it was a kind of festival setting where I couldn't see a fucking thing. Like if you have one tall person in front of you. It's all over. Like I couldn't see the stage. I could barely see the video screens. Uh, even more annoying, a lot of people smoking in the crowd all around <laughs> us, smoking, vaping, generally being annoying. Hmm. And worst of all, worst of all, all singing along to the songs incredibly out of tune. <laughs> and because it's a festival and you're outside, you can't really hear the, the, the band. You can only hear the people around you singing. So we're at this festival and all we can hear is all this off-key singing 
around us. Oh, so, oh God. But anyway, anyway, that was fine. But for me, I will only go to something now if I have a seat and I can yeah. see the stage yeah. or the screen. I'm not going to stand and try and look at the thing anymore. No, like, no, it's, no. it's very annoying. You know, but anyway, yeah. that was that. So just just get ready for uh, Wembley. What have I become? Now that I've betrayed. That'd be uh, absolutely horrendous. <laughs> well, I've, I'm got my, sure. I've got my my black tea with honey to to you know keep my my singing my yeah. pipes in order. You know, so I'll be I'll be getting that done. I'll be the loudest one there singing my alternate lyrics that I sing every week when I watch the TV. Oh, I mean, the, the, that's going to be the highlight of the broadcast. You don't, don't, don't spoil it here. Uh, what else got on this week, boys? Oh, God. I was on holidays from work. Go I on. gave Barry a preview of this before we started recording. <laughs> so I've barely taken any holidays at all this year. I think I took two days when I went to London, stayed over with Joe, took the Friday and the Monday off. And I might have taken the Monday for WrestleMania, but that, that's been it. I've taken maybe two or three days holiday this year up until now. So I said, let's take a little break because I've been working on a project and it felt like it was never the right time to disappear for two weeks. But finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to take two and a half weeks off and the weather's going to turn. I'm going to be able to sit out in the garden, read a book, go for a nice walk, be outside of the house because I feel like I've been hmm. stuck in here for a long time. Uh, and of course, the weather did not go good. Uh, it just rained for pretty much every day except the 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 yesterday, the day before I was back to work. So we were, I was able to have a barbecue the final day, which was nice. But every other day was raining, and I got sick. And luckily, I've been hardly sick at all since the pandemic began. Uh, I used to get a lot of chest infections. For, I, I think from mm-hmm. probably a combination of having the guinea pigs and mm. working in an office with a, yeah. Oh, yeah. the air yeah. circulation. I used to get maybe one or two a year. I'd have to go to the doctor and get antibiotics. I'd get, I'd get very chesty. Uh, but then the last three years, I've had like basically nothing, very little sickness at all. And then this week, I was all phlegmed up. And headaches and, and all of that. Uh, so I didn't really make much of my use of <laughs> the time off. I played some, I watched some TV and played some video games. That was about it. I did That's finish painting, fun, but you know. painting the room. Lovely hue of blue. Uh, but that was basically it. Yeah, I wasn't very busy. I had my friend do some, sort of do some uh, not DIY, but like taking up tiles and stuff. So I was busy in that way. But uh, no, I didn't get a chance to relax like I was hoping I would have done. And then I came back to work today after two and a half weeks, which at the best of times is chaos because you've got so much to catch up on. But um, basically in my job, we have this one thing that I manage, which is people asking for a specific request. And I'm, I'm an approver for that request. So I get about 25 requests a day for what is supposed to be uh, an exception process, but people use it as the standard process. Uh, so we get 25 of those a day, and I've been doing reports the last few months trying to bring those down. So I'll message to the, the worst defenders every month and say, you know, what's what's this about? Why are you doing these requests? Um, and so I came back today to find out that my boss had changed the strategy on that, that we were contacting every single person who made one of these requests. Oh, God. Where it wasn't justifiable to push back on it. So that's 
I basically didn't catch up on any of my emails from the last two weeks. I spent all day contacting people going, why'd you do this? Do it this way. And people going, no, what? I don't know what that is. So, and I've got a headache. So, and I'm tired. I'm really, I feel like really tired. I I, I slept very well last night, but I've just been exhausted all day. I think I just need another two week break is what I need. Luckily, I do have a long weekend coming up because I do the Monday off for, uh, for all in. But yeah, it's not quite been the uh, relaxing holiday that I was hoping to have. No, hopefully the next one's better. Well, Christmas is just around the corner. I meant all in, but you know. Uh, well, we've talked about that already. <laughs> um, You'll have fun. It'll be fun. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be great. But I, I'm looking forward to I'll probably have two weeks off for You'll for buy your seven pound Coca-Cola. That's the currency, oh, not the weight. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, whichever yeah. is bigger. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take even before you get in there, is my recommendation. Well, yeah, if, oh, if sure. the show kicks off at five o'clock, oh my god! I the mean, like, doors uh, are at half three. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Oh god. So anyway. so we we fly into Wembley. We arrive. Well, <laughs> fly into Wembley. We got to direct. <laughs> you're getting, you're giving like a, you're getting like the most elaborate entrance of any of the wrestlers. It's like like when the shield arrives. Uh, yeah, the shield entrance that one time. No, we fly into uh, London at. Uh, Half nine, so we've got six hours to make our way over to it. So definitely, there'll be some uh, some food had beforehand. We could go into Gatwick, same as I did last time. Mm-hmm. Probably get the train up to London Bridge, get something to eat around nice, there, nice. and then make our way out. Oh, nice McDonald's, nice honest, honest burger. Maybe something a bit more substantive, you know, substantive than uh, McDonald's. Two McDonald's. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to limit the diarrhea I have during the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, honest burger, of course. I've I've been telling everyone. About these rosemary fries, Joe. Oh yeah, they can't believe it. They're like rosemary. I've never seen them in Ireland. I've only, what a fry. I only I I had three meals in London, and every one of them came with rosemary chips. Yeah, that was weird. I couldn't get over. I've not I've not seen that since. But <laughs> <laughs> they knew I was coming. They said he had yeah. one of them. Yeah, get, get, the, get the rosemary. Anyway, yeah, very much looking forward to the weekend. I'm going to make sure I'm well rested though, because I'm very very tired. Very Same, I'm going to bed immediately after this show. Yeah. I'm Alrighty, that is the news and the life of the boys here on the Chair Shop Podcast. Let's jump forward into our quiz section of the show. I understand we have some features this week, boys. We have uh, perfectly tenable this time. Classic. Joe's edition, which is very similar to Paul's edition. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, we have... If you've not seen the uh, Warwick Davis uh, hosted ITV quiz show Tenable, essentially you have a, a category and a top 10 within that category and you have to try and name as many as possible and you get a point for everyone that you name. Yeah. So we've got four categories, two each uh, for the lads and whoever ends up with the most points at the end of that will be the winner. So let's get started. I've got a nice uh, coin here. Um, so I'll let Paul... Uh, choose. Do you want Her Majesty the Queen or the uh, Irish Harp? Oh, well, I'm going to have to go with my allegiance to go for the old queen. Oh, there we go. Um, no, you chose wrong. It was the ah. old harp. So, Barry, you go first. All right. Okay, so the first category is host cities or states of the biggest attended wrestling shows of all time. Wow, okay. So I'm counting the list from Wikipedia. Um, we're not counting any kind of disputed shows. The only one I'm not, I'll say now, I'm not counting those ones in Greece from like the 1950s. Okay. With, <laughs> with, with Jim Todos or whatever his name was. Those that, I saw the picture, 
There was about five thousand people. There. <laughs> okay. Right? So all the other ones. We'll, we'll okay. Let me out. let me ask a quick because there's obviously there's been okay. some highly contentious Wikipedia editing going on this week. Yes. Are you counting? festivals where wwe got to do a match <laughs> no okay i'm good. talking okay. about wrestling shows no one no rolling loud no games come one okay. night wrestling shows no, okay no one night wrestling shows all righty i can i can i can do this okay yeah uh okay uh, and are these events that have happened already yes okay good okay um okay uh cities or states um okay uh, Texas. Dun, 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 dun. Texas is correct, Barry, for one point. Uh, obviously, I know a lot more. I'm trying to think of the. I'm trying to think of the Korea one. I can't remember the city. I'll leave that for now. I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, oh God, what are some of the uh, uh, New Jersey? Correct for a second point. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. What are some of the? What are the? What are the biggest manias? Um, uh, New Orleans. Oh, Louisiana. Excuse me. Uh, correct, Louisiana. Three points. Toronto. Dun, 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 Sorry, bro, that's incorrect. No, Toronto not in the not in the top I, I was thinking Mania six or eighteen. Mm. Uh, no, mm. I guess not. Um, oh God, this is actually tougher than I was expecting. Um, I'm trying to think where Mania has been in the last few years. Uh, oh, uh, California. <sighs> Correct for four points. Uh, this is a stab in the dark, but I'll do it anyway. Tokyo. Uh, that is incorrect. Dang, no, Tokyo. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, all right. London. Correct, London for your fourth point. No, fifth point. Sorry. Um, I forgot there was already a show in Wembley. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> So you got three, uh, two wrong, four right. So sorry, five right. right, three more. Doing all right. Uh, I'm not going to get it. You're not going to give me points just for North Korea. Are you? No, I want a city or a, or a state. A city or a state. Okay, as in an American state. Uh, God, I fucking watched. There was an entire Dark Side of the Ring episode as well. That's so annoying. Um, anyway, okay. Um, uh, oh, there was another one there. Another really famous one. Uh, uh, Michigan. Correct for point number six. Yes, Michigan. Mania that was, three. That's Mania three. Yeah. What, silver, though. What, are, what are some of the... Okay, I'm trying to think of the other like famous manias. Like I've done, okay, I've done Texas. Seattle was a bomb, famously, so I won't do that one. Uh, California, Louisiana. Um, oh, God. I'm trying to think of okay, any international ones. Uh, oh, San Juan, Puerto mm. Rico. Uh, uh, no. Where, which one are you thinking of there? Backlash. Backlash. Yeah, the I I don't even know if that's even. T- oh, no. I, I just know it was a massive crowd. I don't even know if it's if it's. Well, it's like fifteen thousand. Was it? it okay? I don't think it was like fifty. It was, they yeah. sounded no. like a hundred and fifty thousand. To God be honest, them. great lads and ladies. National Stadium, Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, we'll get we'll get an event in Croke Park one of these days. Uh, okay, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Um, two two more guesses. Georgia. Ding! That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, in yeah. Uh, that was which one was? Uh, I think actually the Raw outdrew the Hogan Goldberg match, didn't it? I'm pretty sure. Because they now did this, Raw there, like a, a random shit episode of Raw went there. No, nah, this, this was um, WrestleMania 27. Was in the oh, there. oh, yeah, yeah, of course, Miz, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miz yeah. versus okay. John Cena. That, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, where, where were, where were the two Rock, the Rock Cena? I've already done New Jersey. Uh, oh, uh, Florida. Florida, yes. That's a bit of a frequent. Uh, Venue recently, so that's eight points. That's all you'll get. I think that's what you'll get. Yeah, I got, I got two wrong. I got two wrong. Yeah, two yeah, wrong yeah. plus eight. Yeah. So well, well done, Mary. Scored eight points there. Not not too bad. What um, is the, what is the North Korean city? Just out of curiosity. Pyongyang. Pyongyang. So annoying. North Korea. So annoying. I should have known that. Oh. What was the what was the other one I missed? The other one you missed was Arizona. I was I was thinking that for my yeah, yeah. I was, I, if I had another guess I would have said that that was the taker Glenn, Sean yeah one. Glendale Arizona that's one of the lower uh, I think it's yeah second bomb I, I don't think I would have done as well as as Barry did there I might have got six that was pretty good yeah so I mean outside of outside of the top ten you had the Melbourne Cricket Ground which was a big the yeah. last big show they did in Australia oh yes of course that, of course that yeah. wasn't a great answer that was like number eleven but, okay okay yeah, yeah and then to- Tokyo Dome. Um, outside of that, it's pretty much kind of repeats. Uh, if you don't count the Greek ones, it's all yeah. Like Seattle, Washington was like a bomb, but like yeah. the ni- nineteen was like forty five thousand people or something like that. It was like a, a disaster. Yeah, the, the top Toronto one was sixty eight thousand. Oh, really? Is that all? eighteen? Okay. So okay. It's, yeah, not not quite the top one. But yeah, well done, Barry. Eight points, pretty good. So I'll to you, Paul. Your category: all in twenty eighteen wrestlers. <sighs> wow! So right. can you wrestlers. name me? 10 people that wrestled on the card, not counting the two pre-show matches. I think I probably can roughly get there. Um, We have MJF. Correct. Based on his promo this week. Yep. Uh, He wrestled Matt Cross in the opener. Correct. Those two. That's a little quick. Sorry, I just let you do the uh, tenable bit. Um, (laughs) I'll do it for the next one. Uh, we had Rey Mysterio. Dun, 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 ding. Rey Mysterio well with uh, Bandito. Also correct. Four points. Who else was in that main event? Uh, well, Nick, Nick and Matt Jackson. Correct. That's uh, six points, six guesses. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Correct. Uh... I want to say Kazuchika Okada. Uh, yes, correct. Yes, and I don't want to bring him up, but I it's a name I, I know is on the show. I guess <laughs> Okada. Uh, redacted uh, villain wrestler, Marty Skrull. Yes. Again, correct. So that is nine correct answers. Nine, nine. one more. One more. Uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> well done. Very good. Yes, you got the, the perfect He was against Aldis. Well yeah. 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 So, Who was the other partner in the Mysterio team? It wasn't. Ibushi. 
Oh, was it? it okay. No, no, you said Ibushi. It was Ray, Ray Phoenix. It was Bandito, Phoenix. Phoenix, and Mysterio against oh, Ibushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ibushi, and the, yeah. Yeah, Ibushi on the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you had Cody Rhodes. You also could have had Nick Aldis. Yeah. Uh, you forgot, the, of course, the famous traditional uh, AEW <laughs> four-way. four-way women's match. <laughs> Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, Madison Reeves, and Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Um, Hangman Page was on the show against Joey Janela. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal, Flip Gordon, who won the pre-show Battle Royal and then had a match. Uh, Kenny versus Penta was the final. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jericho dressed as Penta afterwards. Yes. Do you know that I've I've never seen All In? I never watched it. It's not great. Original. It's not. It's all right. I never. I never got around to it. I mean, I, I assume they're going to stick it back up once they eventually launch a streaming thing. Yeah, you know? mm, yeah. It was a real throwback because of being on actual pay per view. That's why that main event was so short. Mm. Um, I feel like that has that. That just feels like a, a relic from a bygone era. But it was, you know, funny yeah. nonetheless. Uh, that was some good, tenable action. Thank you very much, Joe. Oh, 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 was it okay? Because last last time we did a quiz, we only did one round each. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, did a short one. Okay. Short so one. Next okay. Quiz. My bad. Back to you, Barry. Yes. European title holders. The people. <laughs> Who held the WWF oh, yeah. Man WWE United title. Um, <laughs> hey. Football's back, boys. Okay, uh, yes. Um, okay, European Championship holders. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Correct. One point. Shane McMahon. Uh, correct. Two points. Um, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. I should have put these in alphabetical order. That <laughs> yeah, correct. Three points. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, correct. Four points. Matt Hardy. Yes, Matt Hardy was European champion. Uh, five, five out of five. five uh, Jeff Hardy, also, I believe. Correct. Yes, he was. Six, six out of six. Uh, X Pack. X Pack. Seven out of seven, there's a tenable answer. Uh, one of the greatest living legends in the history of the business, Al Snow. <laughs> Correct. Eight out of eight. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Was he a European champion? He was. Yeah. Nine, nine out of nine. Can and you get I the full 10, the 10 I believe the man he beats, Mr. Perold Saturn. Also correct. Yes, yeah, 10 points. Yes. Well done, Barry. Call up there. Um, so that's 18 points for you in total. You could have also had, of course, the original, the British Bulldog. British Bulldog, of course. Uh, his, his compatriot, William Regal. European mm, yeah. Triple H. The game, Triple H. H. Triple H. Uh, D'Lo Brown. Yeah. Yes, of course. Jeff Jarrett. Christian. Christian. Yeah. Test, Test DDP, Val Venus, the Hurricane, Owen mm. Hart, DDP, as you say, Midian, of Mark course, Henry, yeah. uh, Bradshaw, Crash Holly, Jeff Jarrett, Rob Van Dam, and best of all, Spike Dudley, European champion. I have no memory of that, my goodness. You not remember that. Maybe someone vandalized Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Paul, it's the final mm-hmm. category. You need to get eight, you need to get nine to win. Your category, category category is SummerSlam '92 wrestlers. Oh dear! <laughs> oh dear! So you've got oh, ten God. guesses. Okay. Um. 
I'm going to show my lack of knowledge here. Um, okay, let's start easy and try and work our way through it. Uh, Bret Hart. That is terrible. Uh, the British Bulldog. Also terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, now then, now I would then. be in the exact same position to be clear. I, I, oh, got I know, I know, I know two more. Go on. Uh, I know, I know the Road Warriors, mm. Hawk and Animal. Because oh, Hawk, was, Hawk was like fired. Hawk, Hawk pretty was crack, yeah. yeah, he was. He was well. Um, who else was on this show? Let's see. Um, I think Randy Savage was on the show. Dun, 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 dun. Correct. Correct. Randy Savage okay. is tenable. Five points out of five. five. Um, million Dollar Man. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Also tenable. Tenable. Okay. Six points. Okay. Now, now we're getting into guessing territory a little bit. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, if, I, if this was me, it would just be spitballing general WWF 92 names. I, I would be yeah. struggling. Well, I mean, I've got I've got most important ones to an mm. extent. Um, will I say... Fuck. Um, let's go. I had a name in mind and I've forgotten who I was going to say. Because I couldn't put an, a, another name that I'm less sure of. Mm. Um, give me a second now. Um, will we say 1992? Will we say? Oh, we'll take a risk. Okay, I'll, I'll say one, and if it's wrong, I won't say the other one. Will I say Demolition Axe? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Ah, that was incorrect. No. Okay. Yeah, I think well, Dem- Demolition were long gone by 90. 90- I'm, I'm going to say Smash probably was not on the show. I guess. No, it's only guess. You don't remember Smash versus fucking Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hogan wasn't on the show for sure. Uh, when I say Shawn Michaels, that is tenable. Okay, well done, good. Paul. Yes. So that is uh, seven out of eight. Two more guesses. Yeah. And you need both to win or one to tie. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Janetti. No, Janetti. I would have also guessed Janetti if Sean was on it. I would have also guessed at this point. He came back at 93. SummerSlam 92. God, why am I so ignorant? Um, Uh,. There's a few, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go. For, let's go for. Yeah. Let's go for Owen Hart. I mean, Hart. Dun, 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 dun. Ah, no. Also, not on the card. Owen Hart. Wow. Surprisingly, I think. What was he doing? Yeah, in thought he might have been. I think it was before he really established himself. Oh, yeah, in Japan or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you so, scored seven. So, so not enough for the win. It ends eighteen seventeen to Barry. Well oh, done. highly competitive though. Highly competitive. Very very good. And glaring misses there, Joe. Yeah, a couple. Um, so you got Randy Savage, but you didn't get his opponent for the world title match. The Ultimate Warrior. Ah, the big okay. rematch. What about um, Hennig? Hennig is the name I was thinking. No, no, Kurt Hennig. Really? Wow. You're, you're I've not watched this team. show ever, so. Yeah. <sighs> 
it's a, it's a, it's not a great one. I was going to say it was a great one. It's actually, you know. um, teaming with Ted DiBiase in, in Money Incorporated was IRS. IRS, yes, uh-huh. they took on Hawk and Animal. You also had Nails versus Virgil. <laughs> How's he allowed right? to travel? Huh? How's he allowed to travel? What, 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 what He's literally rules? got a prison outfit on. Come on, now. Uh, Sean Michael's opponent was Mr. Rick Martel. Mm. Um, you also missed Earthquake and Typhoon, the natural disasters, against the Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, another big one. Crush versus Repo Man. Oh, uh, oh. How dare we complain about Arlen? <laughs> and finally, probably one you definitely should have got. Uh, Kamala versus Undertaker. The Shit. Undertaker. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't even think yeah. Undertaker. How do you not think Undertaker in any would have just debuted six months prior? Like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or nine. <laughs> so there we go. Well, well done, Barry. Come from my victory. Very good. Uh, yeah, that was a, a good competitive quiz. Thank you so much, as always, Joe, for that. And uh, what about a fresh slab? of Premier League predictions, boys. Yeah, we've, seen, we've seen now almost two weeks of Premier League. So we might have a little bit of a feel of the lay of the land. Can I ask a question mm. before you jump into this here? I, it, as, yeah. my, as my football guru is here. Yeah. Does, it, like, does anyone play in Wembley like weekly? Or is that like a final no, 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 event? No, 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 no. That's, no. that's only that's for like finals. That's English team national stadium. Only for special events. Although... Uh, Tottenham did play there briefly while their stadium was being uh, developed. Yeah, okay. Just curious. Which was weird, seeing Tottenham play in Wembley every week. I actually saw them play Man City there when they were were there. That's very nice. Uh, So we have seen a few games now at this stage. Uh, Some good, some not so good. Uh, So it's time come for us to make our predictions. So we're going to go for our top four. I have done no preparation for this aside from watching the games. Uh, but I haven't put made any kind of list in advance. So mm. uh, my top four, I'm going to say in order. I'm going to say Manchester City are going to win it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I'm going to say Arsenal again. Apologies for my predictiveness. Uh, and this is where I'm going to have a, a change. I'm going to say Newcastle are going to come third. Ooh. And I'm going to say fourth place. Is gonna be Manchester United. Not that I've been impressed with United, but I've equally been not impressed by the other teams that are mm. supposed to be mm. usurping United in, in the in the top four. Joe, I'll pass it over to you for your top four teams in order from first to fourth. Yeah, really, it's a struggle. This one, I'm t- I'm tempted to agree and say Manchester City winning again because I just don't mm-hmm. see Arsenal doing it. So I, I'll go Man City one. Two, I'm gonna go Liverpool. Ooh, okay. As a surprise, I think number yeah. three. Uh, number three, Arsenal. Yeah. Number four, Manchester United Football Club. Okay. Barry, over to you. What was the question? <laughs> Top four. Top four. Um, uh, sorry, I, I keep forgetting. Let me open up my letterbox here. Um, <laughs> I have Revenge, Spider Man, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, and Collateral. Okay, very good. 
I'm not sure on Spider-Man. So I think Spider-Man might be third. Um, five to eight. Uh, I will go number five, Liverpool. Six, we go for Chelsea. Seven, uh, Aston Villa. And eight will be Spurs. Despite their victory against Manchester United, I still think they're a little, a little flaky. Joe? Um, I will oh, shit, say... I forgot Brighton. Anyway, never mind. It's on paper now. I will go... Uh... I'm trying to forget who, who I didn't say before. <laughs> uh, I'll go Newcastle. Yeah. Then... Brighton. Yeah. Then Spurs. Then Chelsea. I missed the trick and not putting Brighton for some reason. Barry. I'm going to say Chelsea. Yeah. I, I've picked up enough via osmosis to know that I'm doing well. Uh, I'll say Arsenal. Yeah. I'll say Tottenham and I'll say the US national team. Men or women? I mean, my prediction is that they will not begin the intergender league this year. A couple of years off, I think. US MNT. That's right. Uh, Relegation. The three at the bottom. I'm going to go for Wolves. I'm going to go for, and this is no order. This is just a three teams go down. Wolves, um, Luton, God love them. Sheffield United. Bournemouth, very close, but I think they're going to stay up. Joe. Uh, Luton, Everton, Fulham. Fulham, wow. Tony Khan, flop era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Mitrovic is gone. Cody's gone back to WWE. Barry? Um, I'm going to say Fulham four times. Four times in three spots. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, top scorer. Uh, let's make, to make it interesting, let's say second top scorer behind Haaland. Because <laughs> we know who's going to come first. Uh, second top scorer. I will say, because Kane's gone now as well, which makes it interesting. Hmm. Uh, and Salah and Son are now confirmed husbands. <laughs> um, God, who would be a good who would be a good top scorer? Um, someone like Isaac for Newcastle. Hmm. Uh, I will stick with Mo Salah. I think he'll, Salah. he'll get enough. Yeah. I think it'll be low scoring the second place this year. It'll be like 12 goals or something. It <laughs> could be. Uh, Barry, top, second top scorer. Second top scorer. I, I am actually, I'm, I'm going to be controversial here. I'm, I'm actually going to say the second top scorer will be Haaland. Someone else will beat him. Oh! oh yeah. that's if, right. if, that's, if that's correct, I'll give you five points for now. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a fiver. <laughs> I'm not made of money. Uh, player of the year. Uh, I think will be who's going to have a really good season 
Uh, I'm gonna say Phil Foden. Let 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 Phil pick. It's good, good pick. I think I think De Bruyne is over the hill. Hmm. And he's gonna be injured for half the season as well. Uh, player of the year. I will say Bukayo Saka. Saka. Barry, player of the year. Player of the year. Um, hmm. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say Edge. I think he's going to. I think. I think he's going to be Tony Khan's biggest signing. I think that's. I think that's going to be undoubted. Fifty-two million transfer from WWE. That'd be interesting. Uh, overachievers. Uh, well, I think I think Aston Villa are going to have a good season. Are there metrics, Joe? Mm-hmm. I will say. Oh, uh, Crystal Palace. I was going to say Crystal Palace as a close honorable mention, mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. that they're not doing too well at the moment. Uh, Barry, honor or overachiever? Overachiever, uh, based on based on performance already this year. It pays me to say, I was, I'm just going to have to say NXT. I mean, I think it's I think it's proven the haters and the doubters wrong lately in in, yeah. in those ratings. Yeah, that's sorry, that's supposed to be overachiever. Um, I'll I'll put that into your underachiever. Oh. I'll come back to you later for overachiever. No, no, I I meant that as an overachiever. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought I said the right thing. Um, underachievers. Um, I will say. Yes, and players are all waving imaginary flags. Refer- imaginary cards. Referee, get your fucking card out, you silly prick. Um, <laughs> overachievers, uh, I will say... Or, sorry, underachievers. Jesus, read, Paul. I'm tired. Underachievers, uh, I will say... Who's not a team that people think are shit, but who are going to do shit? Uh, well, I'll, go, I'll go Fulham. I'll go Fulham. I know that's kind of piggybacking on Jones, but... Mm. Uh, I'll go Bournemouth for mine. Bournemouth, yeah. I I have a feeling his, that manager Tricky. is going to be the first to go. Even though people are really talking him up as something big, I think he's going to be the first manager. Sacked, mm-hmm. Barry. Underachievers. Oh, I mean, it has to be AEW, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think I think that's sadly the case. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup winners. Last last was Manchester City. Uh, I'll go for I'll go for Liverpool FA Cup run. How about that? Joe, Arsenal, Arsenal, Barry. Who's gonna win it? Who's gonna win the big one in Wembley? <laughs> All right, I've already done like six wrestling joke answers. Uh, Man, uh, I'm, Man I'm, City. I'm, <laughs> I was setting you up for one there. Right, let's see. Uh, Carabao Cup, Manchester United. Obviously, won the last season. I will say Chelsea. Brighton. And Barry, who's going to big the, win the big one in Wembley? Carabao Cup. I think I did Carlito Caribbean cool joke last year as well. I've really, I've burned through a lot of my material. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> Scunthorpe. <laughs> Scunthorpe United. Bold pick. Uh, and the winners of the Champions League, uh, I will say. Uh, uh, I don't want to say Man City. Bayern Munich. 
Barcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona resurgent. And Barry, last pick. Which Milan won it this year? Neither of them. Didn't I? Uh, 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 Inter, Inter got to the final. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna double down on Inter. Okay. Inter Miami. Very good. <laughs> okay, that's your predictions. They're locked away. We'll come back to them when I remember to do it in May. Okay, dynamite and collision this week were not very good. No, can you guys? You guys talk me through collision here because I'm curious because I didn't. I first of all, I didn't watch it. Second of all, I I didn't see a soul talking about it. It really seemed like people were just not interested in it this week. I didn't watch any TV this week. Wow. Well, well, I mean, I mean, Paul to do it. I mean, the funny thing is, it's like it's like we've 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 well worn the topic of the aid of, of the all in build, and for this week, I was ready to just be as like, all right, you know what? The card it looks okay. I think it's going to be a, a fun show on the night. Let's get hy- hyped for it. And and fucking dynamite fucking sucked so bad this week. Like it was one of their worst episodes. Um, so uh, maybe we'll, Paul will will quickly run through that um, before we do collision yeah. then. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, to 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 keep it to keep it brisk here, Cassidy retained the international title against Utah. That was good. Um, uh, they they did a Smaz beatdown, which they did about seventeen times on this show, uh, which led to uh, all the factions coming out and Kingston coming back, which did get a big pop um, uh, to set up the stadium uh, stampede. Here, I'm just going to pull up the um, uh, the card. Uh, Forbes does it AEW Dynamite column. What the fuck? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, right, so that was the 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 FC opener. That was that was fine. That was all right. You know, we got the much memed Jim Ross sit down with Kenny Omega. Which the best thing about it was Jim Ross going, going. Ugh, this is just it just turns your dang stomach. Just like he just had a look of mild disgust. It wasn't <laughs> even. It wasn't. Fuck God! You stop manhandling that man. It was just like. Wow, you hate to see this. You hate to see it. <laughs> it really was like do. a Tim Robinson character. It was very Tim Robinson. It was very Eric Andre. It was just it was just very, very funny is what it was. Oh, uh, before that, Kenny Omega cut the most uninspiring promo. Let me tell you something. You know who's fucking raging about this six-man tag? It seems like Kenny Omega because he didn't give a shit about this. He, he, he cut a very ho-hum promo on Callus. And, and he, he is a ho-hum promo, to be fair. Yeah, I mean. but like, even within that context, I feel like... Like he, this was this was like I got called in on my off day to do a promo and I'm raging about it, it was nothing it was nothing uh, and then uh, the, the the bang bang gang uh, beat him up um, you couldn't have even had them come in on a car FTR style from back in the day they literally just walked in from stage left yeah why was this at Daly's place I don't even understand what the point of that was so they filmed it at Daly's place but they didn't do anything they couldn't <laughs> have just Kenny's done it not allowed in a collision this way <laughs> Yeah, I guess they couldn't film it at any other day of the week, could they? Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a. They were beating him down and just cutting to Jim Ross every second, who just looked mildly perturbed. Um, uh, you know, and the funny thing is, I think I, you know, I I would use Jr. this way going forward. I mean, obviously, there's talk that his contract is up soon. I I still think he having him do the more serious sit downs backstage is is a decent role for him. And we rag on Jim Ross a lot, but this this segment wasn't his fault. I mean, it was just very – it was nothing from Kenny. It really was. Um, Don Callis came in the ring, right? And this is what we started alluding to. Oh, Adam Page went to hospital with Kenny to establish that he was not there for um, what was to come on the rest of the show. 
Don Callis comes in the ring to set up the big Chris Jericho answers Callis thing, right? Will he join the family, right? So Callis is in the ring. He does the big introduction, out comes Jericho. And here is the crux of the problem with this segment, okay? So this was obviously to set up Osprey versus Jericho at Wembley. So Jericho says, he teases it out as he's wont to do, and then he says, yes, I will join the Don Callis family. And Don Callis is like, oh, <laughs> we're all evil, and we're back patting, and we're laughing, and we're having a great time. And they get ready to leave the ring, and Jericho, Jericho goes, oh, what's, what's that over there in the corner? And there's another painting covered in a velvet sheet. You know, Callis has had the paintings done with Takeshita and, and Omega and all this other stuff, right? So, so Jericho's like, "Oh, you got another, you got another painting. Let's go over and take a look." And Callis like, "Oh, uh, no, don't you worry about that. Let's just go." And Jericho's like, "No, no, no, I want to see the painting." And he pulls off the cover, and it's a, it's a, it's a painting of Callis holding Jericho's head, decapitated head, uh, uh, like a character from God of War or something. And Jericho then proceeds to cut this promo about how Don Callis has always been a snake and a traitor and he's leached off everyone and he's been this 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 bottom-feeding wretch on the industry and he's known him for 30 years. He's always been a scumbag. And I was waiting for the... Like, I was waiting for the... Aha, I was actually never going to join your family, by the way, and I was swerving you. No. It was basically just Jericho agreed to join. They revealed the painting, and then Jericho goes on a tirade about how foolish a decision that would have been. But he didn't say that would be a foolish decision. He just goes on a tirade about what a double-crossing rat Don Callis is, which in universe makes sense, obviously. But I was like, but you just, you just, you just agreed to join him. I was like, how is Jericho a babyface in this situation? He's a he's an equally unlikable, you know, like rat who teamed up with a really hateable heel and only got offended when he realized the other guy was was planning to double cross him. It was terrible. And then Osprey comes out of nowhere and does a beat down on him and bloodies him up. That part was fine. But the the internal logic of why you're supposed to root for Jericho in this angle made zero sense. And I hope the they can put a little band-aid on it in this in this in this week's dynamite and have Jericho say something that implies he was planning to double cross Callis when he said he'd join because it was just dreadful absolutely dreadful the delivery of the individual promos was fine but the logic of of Jericho agreeing to join the group was so so stupid what did you make of it Paul yeah there was there was two ways you could have done this that would have made sense and they didn't do either of them and did the one way that doesn't make sense so as you say either you do Jericho doesn't join, you know, the faction. And as a result, they beat him up. You know, you do a Jericho, a Jericho thing like, you know, I, I know who you really are, Callus. I've seen what you've done. Don't you think I have eyes? Don't you think I have a brain? Uh, I'm not joining you and your team of stakes. But would have made sense. Or you have uh, a kind of the Kevin Owens Jericho deal. Hmm. Where you have Callus um, and Jericho join, but it was a ruse by Callus. He never wanted Jericho, and you have Jericho and him holding up the hands or something, and and maybe then Callus gets a look, and while Jericho's celebrating, he, he Callus pulls the thing off and reveals to us, not yet to Jericho, that it's it's a swerve. He's he's not really joining the gang, and he can you know the logic can be. Well, maybe I wanted you, Jericho, but you're dragging your feet. You were, you know, I don't have time for for people who who delay and delay and delay. 
And so I got someone better. I got Will Ospreay. And that, there you go. So instead of either of those two options, they went with a completely nonsensical one where, as you say, Jericho joined. And then there was a painting that he had commissioned for some reason, even though I don't, I don't even get why the painting was commissioned. He was assuming that Jericho wasn't going to join based on what? Like, we had yeah, like that's one of those ones where, like, I hate I, I, I want to give it a pass because it's pro wrestling logic. But even 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 with goofy, arrogant heel pro wrestling logic, why would he, why would he think why would he think Jericho wasn't going to join enough that he would have the painting commissioned? Like, oh, it was, it, and like, that is such, oh, it was, it's just brutal writing. I mean, it is just absolutely brutal. I mean, I mean, talk about like, like, you know, you'd rather fucking climb a tree and tell this goofy story than stand on the ground and tell a normal one. It's kind of like, cut, cut the painting out and just have Jericho say no. And, and then have Jericho do his exact same promo talking about how Callus is this, he's this, that, and the other, and he's always been a snake, which is, you know, that's the character and that's great. And Jericho's delivery was fine. I got no problem with that. Oh God! And then Sammy Guevara ran out as well. Just yes. To- <laughs> so like, so it seems like he's not going to have the Jericho Appreciation Society. But for the one hundredth time, we're doing Jericho Sammy tension. I mean, again, talking about the mistakes they're making anyway. Like you, like this angle has failed every time. Like we people, people do not care about Sammy this way. They just do not. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. That was that. Uh, um, uh, Osprey bloodied him up, and Jericho. Jericho did the old, the old bloody. The medic is looking after me. Promo later. Uh, Jack Perry said he's going to retire the FTW Championship. I know it makes absolutely zero sense, and it's not actually going to happen. When they when they announced next week he's going to retire the title, I was like, he's wrestling Taz at Wembley. He has to be wrestling Taz. <laughs> he has to be wrestling Taz. That has to be the blow off to this. Obviously not. But. But in a in a perfect world, Taz would get one more match. Uh, but alas, yeah. I, I would imagine this is the Hook uh, uh, rematch, possibly. Hook, Hook against Jack Perry at All Out. I would say that's a Chicago match. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne versus the Gates of Agony. I like the Gates of Agony. Um, um, Sorry. I, I think they're, they're a perfectly solid uh, heel team. Uh, they won the match, uh, and then Sting <laughs> appeared on the screen... <laughs> Having kidnapped Prince Nana because he's the Joker again. No, but uh, he was too, he was too silly here. He was, it was, a, it did go from zero to 100,000. He was very silly. This, he wasn't, was, this wasn't a Joker. This was Jim Carrey Riddler's thing. <laughs> oh my God. This is unfounded territory. This is amazing. He's going to, the finish of the Wembley's going to be him like breaking a question mark cane over, over like <laughs> AR Fox's head or something. It was very wacky. It was, I love Sting, but it was very wacky. Um, yeah. So Nana was funny, but again, again, this is actually one thing you could say about AEW in general, Dynamite in particular. It's like it's all played for laughs. And I, I hate to make this comparison, but it's very Monday Night Raw. Every segment is a, it has a punchline and it's supposed to be a joke. And it's it's everyone's being wacky and goofy and there's skits and there's characters kidnapping each other. And it's all it's so comedic, which is which is not which I'm not into. Yeah. Then we had Adam, Adam Cole, MJF in the uh yeah in outback steakhouse i mean this was again to make a wwe comparison it's not i I don't hate comedy and wrestling but just like the the infamous like covid era money in the bank match it's not i'm not anti-comedy it's that this was just not funny that was the it was Mm. they're wrestling aussie open so they go to outback steakhouse and crikey and i've got i've got a uh 
fucking Crocodile Dundee DVD. I was like, lads, what is this first draft SNL skit comedy from 30 years ago at best? Like, it's just... Oof. The promo they did in the ring was very good. But yes. the, why do the segment of goofy comedy before? I don't know. <laughs> That is the annoying thing about this angle is that there's loads of things about it I do like. I think the promos in the ring have been good. The matches have been very fun. I think their individual delivery on these on the in ring promos is good. And then, it, but then it's like they're they're filming these 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 garbage sitcom segments that are just not good at all. I at least got a giddy chuckle, lowest common denominator humor out of the the dodgeballs being bait off the kids last week. That is at least on some level funny. But the, the mm-hmm. Australian stuff was. Brutal, absolutely brutal. brutal. Um, but uh, yeah, so they came out. Then they had an in-ring segment where they where they um, teased, you know, teased the little bit of 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 kind of you know made the best man win and 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 um, and that they're you know they're going to remain friends through it. But you know, giving you that inkling that that's obviously you know um, uh, that's obviously might not be the case. Um, yeah, sp- speaking of terrible. Uh, Texas yeah. death chainsaw death match. Jeff Jarrett against Jeff Hardy. They went the full hour. I was surprised. <laughs> this, yeah. So I heard this was dreadful before I watched it, and then I and then I started the match, and Justin Roberts was in the ring surrounded by like tables and and plunder. I was like, ah, okay. So they had a they had a boring plunder match, and everyone's being very melodramatic about it. But no, Hardy comes out and he makes his entrance, and he go, he leaves the ringside area, and he goes through the crowd, and he goes to a. A very, a very COVID era cinematic match style setup where it's a big red door with Texas Chainsaw Massacre like bone dolls on the wall and stuff. And he goes in there, and the funny thing is because it wasn't, it wasn't even really a cinematic match. He goes backstage, and they just have the longest 1999 WWF walk and brawl backstage. It's just walking around at a very badly lit because it was a, it was a promotional Texas Chainsaw match so they, they obviously just had they had red lights and 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 the, all the other lights were off so you couldn't see shit all all the all the other people got involved Karen Sanjay Lethal Satnam you know um, Matt Hardy uh, Ethan Page so they're just walking and brawling and as someone someone actually pointed out on Twitter at least the Americans got some commercials during this if you're watching on fight you saw the whole thing uncut um, it was god awful like I was kind of hoping it would just be a death match with some goofy weapons and then Leatherface would come out I knew that was going to happen but they had they had just and as Paul said it was so long it was so fucking long of just walking around backstage choking each other throwing each other into walls uh, Leatherface came out he chased away Karen Jarrett um, after she got blood thrown on her like worst Leatherface costume as well for high definition Ooh, television in 2023, yeah, there were there, there was definitely better ones in Japan in the 90s. That's for certain. Ones just, in your, they, went, they went down to the local. They were just shop. yeah, yeah. You, you'd kind of think if you're getting it, if you're doing a brand deal with the actual brand, they 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 FedEx you over a cool mask or something. They got a tall guy at least. It was he was a big scary yeah. Leatherface man. I I was kind of because Broder was asking me he's like, oh, who do you think will be unmasked as as Leatherface? And I was like, because so I I my initial reaction was Satinum, but then I was kind of like, because well, it's a brand deal, probably no one because they yeah. they're like it has to just, it's just Leatherface. Leatherface it's, comes out and he is not interrupted. It, yeah, it's unmasked as Leather, Leatherface. Who yeah, think? that's that's who it is unmasked as. Uh, this, it was this was it, RoboCop, Chucky, and WCW. Yeah, it, really? I'd watched the Bray Wyatt swap match a hundred times. Before I watch this game, 
Yeah, I mean, this was, uh, to, and another, for another example, this was, because this was also a promotional match. This was Miz getting eaten by the zombies to promote that fucking Zack Snyder. Well, one thing they did was they covered Jeff with like a bucket of paint. Yeah. But it, to make him look like he was he was bloody for, for the sports center photos. Yeah. But he, there wasn't actually no blood in the match. Yeah, I get, I wonder if he and because Karen also got the bucket of blood thrown over. I was like, I wonder was it kind of like for a marketing match? We don't want you gigging and actually bleeding over yeah. each other. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this is this is again, this was real. Not what I want out of AEW stuff. I mean, if they, you know, they did the Rick and Morty thing years ago, but that was that was just silly costumes in a normal tag match. If they had come out, like I said, if they came out and they just had a fucking, if they just had a, a Jeff Hardy hardcore match, which probably would have been fun because these two probably could put together a decent, wacky little plunder match. And then even if you still have Leatherface come out, whatever, but they just, it was, was one day where, where Jarrett was just hiding in a corner for about two minutes while nothing happened. Well, listen, he came away with the Texas Chainsaw Championship. So um, well, he, he, he better have that next week. I'll be really annoying if he doesn't have it. I know it's only the promotion is over, but he better have that title. They went to the bother of making it. They don't, well, they don't have the, uh, the Golden Globe anymore, or whatever that was. That's true. That is true. Yeah, they, so they never they, wrapped that story up. He just they, 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 they dropped that. Uh, yeah, Tony Khan did say he got a hundred thousand dollars for this promotion, which first of all tells you how 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 funny marketing is. They got a hundred thousand dollars for this, but he did donate it to the the Maui food. But the whole, all all this week's AEW programming was was uh, like he he very last second when those wildfires happened said this is all fight for the fallen and every penny that this week's shows generate goes to that which was nice but uh so at least something good came of this match it certainly wasn't entertaining television (laughs) but you know uh something something came of it um uh brit baker versus the bunny brit baker won obviously i mean you couldn't have had a match with less intrigue in it um this is the the i mean i didn't really think the bunny was going to win but she's back after like six months away and i was like I'd really like for them to push some new people in this division. I would really like for them to push some new people, but ho-hum. Uh, Britt goes to Wembley. There you go. Um, I did not see the remainder of the show because me and Broner were watching it, and then it came time for 8 o'clock, so I had to go stream. I was playing the Simpsons game, Ooh. and when I finished playing it, I was like, I have zero interest to watch the rest of this show because it was rubbish. So, Paul, why don't you take it from here? Well, the rest of the show, weirdly, was footage of the Simpsons game. So that was weirdly appropriate. Uh, no, they had the Acclaimed in an enhancement match, but they got attacked by the House of Black and the match never happened. And the Acclaimed stole Billy Gunn's boots and then on collision, they put it in a big garbage truck crusher. <laughs> Uh, and then the Young Bucks, so I guess that, that match will probably be at all out as well. Acclaimed. I would say so, yeah. So we're not going to get declaimed in London. What a fucking piece of shit. Anyway, um, they might be on the pre-show to come out with Tony Khan and do a little rap. No, I okay. could see them coming out literally just to come out and do the entrance, yeah. Um, and then Young Bucks and Gun Club is the main event. It was fine. Young, Young Bucks won and then FTR uh, made the save uh, after an attack and did, did, their, did a face-off. That was it. Yeah, like how many how many segments did we have? Uh, so we had uh, the guns jumping the young bucks. We had House of Black jumping the acclaimed. Uh, the entire Texas Chainsaw match was was interference and people jumping in. Will Osprey jumping Jericho from behind. MJF and Cole that was fine. Um, uh, no, the Sting match was fine. Um, and then we had the Sting Orange was Cassidy. Kind of, Sting was kind enough to do his interference backstage. Yes, yeah. And then the opener ended in a, in a run-in yeah, schmoz. In so, yeah. I mean, they are going to that well multiple times on one show now. Um, 
Well, they, that, that, they've been doing that for years, actually. Like, that's not a new development. But anyway. Uh, uh, collision quickly. Go on. Opened with Samoa Joe versus the Golden Vampire. Hmm. Uh, a lost conquistador style masked man in a big golden outfit. Uh, it was revealed to be a CM Punk and he beat up Samoa Joe. And that segment went about a minute and a half at the start of Collision. Uh, CM Punk did not appear on the show again. This is so, your show, man. How are you? How is that all you're doing on your own show? Uh, yeah, he got about as much airtime as like Dalton White's entrance. Um, anyway. So that's what that was. He, accept, he accepted uh, Joe's challenge. Anyway, after Fair enough. He had them to go to sleep. Uh, Jay White with Bullet Club Gold and uh, Card Blade, more importantly. <laughs> the cardboard cutout that they carried Oh, out. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, he defeated Dalton Castle in a fun match. Yeah, you know, Bullet Club Gold are just very fun at the moment. They're, 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 they're great. They are they're great. scratching the itch for me. They, they were on uh, in and around the commentary box having fun with that. Um. And then Shivani was in the ring with them. They made him do the bullet <laughs> hand. And uh, they, they, they sent a warning to, uh, to the elite. Uh, and then Bullet Club Gold sans Jay White, since he had just had a match. Uh, the three of them had a match with the Iron Savages, <laughs> uh, formerly Bear Country. Uh, so let me, let me say uh, that Bear Bronson... Or, or just Bronson, I think he's called. Him. I don't know what his name is. Bear Bronson. He got, got himself in good shape. Mm. I can he, buy him mm. as a as a wrestler now. He looks like someone who might be. Who did the, they wrestle last week? They wrestled someone last week, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they were on, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't see this week. I thought they were very good last week. I was like, all right, let's new name back on the scene. Let's go. Okay. You know, this guy Boulder, on the other hand, mm. is a no hoper. I can't really tell that. I don't really know which one is which, to be honest. Uh, Bronson, I know they're not twins, but... Bronson is the one who looks a bit like, um, I don't know, like 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 Sammy Callan when he had hair. And, uh, okay. And yeah. Boulder, Boulder looks like a big, cuddly, happy bear of man, but not in an intimidating, <laughs> he's going to beat you up way. Okay. Uh, and also he's slow and bad. All right. Well, at least he's uh, very huggable. He looks very huggable, but like, if I can make that his gimmick already, because I don't buy him in this. All right, next time I watch their match, I'm going to see if I can distinguish them and, and I'll report back. One, one has lo- looks like he's walked straight out of a GCW main event. The other one looks like he's watched out, walked out of a... Uh, what's the thing where you make your bear, bear factory ad? Or bear. That would be build a great bear. gimmick. Oh, my God. A living Build-A-Bear. Oh my, that's, oh, what, listen, listen to us. We sound like Vince McMahon. Oh, my God. It's like a dreadful idea. Right. And, they, and they, they team with a fella who's clearly on steroids um, called... Jacked Jameson. Was he this a like, six man? Was it a six man? It was a six man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jameson and the guns against those those three boys. He looks like prime Perry Saturn. Um. Anyway, we had Jose the assistant taking a call from Roosh, mm. who was not happy about La Faccion Ingobernables losing streak, so sent them to uh, to Mexico where they were kidnapped by masked men. <laughs> anyway, we're getting Roosh back, which is good news. Hell yes. Uh, Shivani was backstage with Ricky Starks. He revealed his who he's going to be managing during his suspension. Oh yeah, Big, yeah, he's suspended. Big Bill. Oh, re- oh, how have I not heard of that? That sounds great. That That's sounds fucking player. great. Big Bill then won won a, a match against a, a fellow who had actual tits. Um, 
Willow Nightingale against Diamante was quite good. Uh, Diamante showing out for someone who's on ice. It feels like for fucking ten years at this stage on dark and whatever. She's I think she's making the most of these uh, this little trial run she's getting on Collision. So fair play to yeah, her. Willow hit her with the big power bomb. Hell yeah. Um, we had Powerhouse Hobbs against Kevin Koo. Hobbs got the oh. uh, win, and then Miro popped up on the video screen and. They announced they were going to have a match it all out. Okay. Uh, and then Darby against Christian in the main event. Uh, it was very, very long. Oh, not great. Uh, it, was, it, it picked up towards the end. I'll say that much. Um, Cage went for an prettier, and Darby caught him with a, a roll-up for the pin. Okay. Uh, at which point they uh, they beat him up, and Christian and Luchasaur stood tall with the title. As a show of the it was okay. I would like a little bit more focus on all in, mm. but it was okay. Not not a great collision by any standards. Alrighty, uh, not not a great week of TV then by, uh, for the, for them. Sadly, uh, I do three weeks late almost. I do have an email I have to read because our our, our dear listener uh, Wallace sent us this, and I I <laughs> overlooked it as I alluded to on the last show. So I'll quickly read our email before we get to our rest of our guffs here. Uh, the highlight of the awful WWF UK pay-per-views was seeing the likes of Chris Tarrant and Eamon Holmes at ringside. <laughs> Who do you think will appear at All In looking happy in the crowd? Before we get to our answers, Wallace also asked Bing AI. Okay, so let's see what Bing has to say. We've we've consulted ChatGPT once or twice, but let me take a look at what Bing is saying. That's an interesting question. AW All In is going to be a historic event for professional wrestling, and I'm sure many British celebrities will be eager to witness it live. Based on web search results, here are some of the possible candidates. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Unlikely. Although passed away in 1991, his hologram might make an appearance at the event as a tribute to his legacy and influence on the industry. <laughs> this is... I'm, I'm going to take Wallace at face value and assume these are actual Bing answers because <laughs> like if Bing is actually saying this, they need to go in and tweak it because the next answer is Stephen Hawking. <laughs> the renowned theoretical physicist and cosmologist was also a wrestling enthusiast and had a cameo in an episode of The Simpsons where he saved Homer from a group of angry nerds. I don't understand the relevance of The Simpsons reference. <laughs> I know who Stephen Hawking is, Bing. This might have been one where I accepted, sorry, I am a chatbot and I can and, not, uh, yeah. and once again, uh, Bing is saying he died in 2018, but his voice synthesizer might be used to introduce some of the matches or comments on the action. That Bing has somehow come up with what would easily be the most disgusting promotional tactic of the year <laughs> if they just used his voice synthesizer. Still about better man. than Kevin Kelly, to be fair. And then the last answer, Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> the singer-songwriter is one of the most popular and successful British artists of today, with multiple Grammy Awards and chart-topping hits. She's also a fan of AEW. I don't know if that's true or they're making that up, and has expressed her admiration for some of the wrestlers, such as Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. She might perform at the event or be seen in the front row cheering for her favorites. I, I mean, like she would have been announced if she was going to be performing. Yes, if they announced. Oh, and by the way, Madonna will be playing <laughs> at All In. Um, I don't know if we can come up with anything better than those um, uh, than those uh, answers, but I'm trying to think who else is a hot British celebrity uh, these days? Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, Warwick okay, tenable. tenable. I just Googled, by the way, Dua Lipa, Kenny Omega. Nothing. 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 Oh, okay. um, well, AW obviously have history with uh, Jack Whitehall. Mm? Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll probably be there. Maybe one. And also at a WWE event in Dublin, I once saw a pre-fame 
uh, Rob Beckett make an appearance. Oh yeah. So Mike I am. Uh, also in in the in the in the WWF shows that that Wallace alluded to in his email, I, I believe Rob Brydon was also at one of those. He was at an insurrection or something with his kids. Obviously, Daniel yeah, Radcliffe uh, and the Harry Potter kids were there yeah. that year when that show came out. That Jose movie. Mourinho and Wayne oh, Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, who's uh, like who's a big like British combat sports person? Any any big boxers? Yeah, or... Leon Edwards. Okay. Uh... Tyson, he's he's in the WWE wheelhouse. Yeah. Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua in game. Well, well, yeah. Um, KSI. <laughs> yeah, I suppose they're also in the WWE wheelhouse. Yeah. God, yeah, they've sto- they've sti- they've sewn up a lot of the big names, haven't they? Yeah. Um, uh, thank you for that email, uh, Wallace. That was that was very amusing. Bing, I think you need to go and adjust some settings behind your AI bot because I love that. But it said as well they were they were pulled from web results and then it just made up a thing about Tua Lipa liking wrestling. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, looking through the rest of our rundown here, we will switch over to movies. Who's watched the movie this week? I haven't actually watched a new movie, but I did start watching Dungeons and Dragons, the the new one that came out with Chris Pine and Hugh Grant, uh, and it was just so boring. I switched it off after twenty minutes. I heard it was actually all right. Well, that's what I heard as well. I was like, oh, people said it was quite fun, but I just, yeah, the first half an hour was interminable. So I was like, oh, yeah. I also haven't checked it out based on that recommendation. Yeah, yeah it's it's on Paramount, and I was like. People, yeah, people swear, like, no, 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 it's really fun. I just remember watching the trailer for it before Shazam, which, I mean, that was shit. Maybe it'd be better than Shazam. I remember watching the trailer, and I was just like, it was it was the most, like, Marvel-poisoned dialogue in the trailer. Like, they did not they did not compel me to watch it based on that. But, um, okay, that's half that's half a film there. Uh, speaking of shite, I, I, I watched The Flash this week for reasons I still don't really understand. Uh, I mean, it's dreadful. I mean, it's so, so bad. I don't think it got enough of a skewering um, when it came out. Uh, I, the piggybacking on the multiverse stuff is is as shallow and unimportant as you would actually think it is. The Keaton character and the Supergirl character, they have, they have no actual bearing on the plot. Without getting too into spoilers, it's basically kind of because they're doing their their multiverse bullshit. It's kind of like basically the middle act is shameless. We we're, we're going to put Keaton in here, and the director is going to get interested for about a half hour because so, he can pretend he's making a Batman film, and then the entire final act of them has nothing to do with that actual character because he's not actually relevant. And then there's all the stuff that people were posting like immediately as the film came out, which is they they have a really shameless vignette, which all, again has nothing to do with the actual thrust of the plot, where they're like, here's here's AI. Christopher Reeve and and uh, George Reeve and uh, fucking nineteen thirties animated short Flash like every every bit of archival footage DC could chop together into a horrible CGI sludge of IP uh, you know it's so shame and again no nothing to do with the actual plot it's just trying to do look at us we're doing the multiverse thing isn't it great dreadful absolutely fucking dreadful and two and a half hours long as well uh, so yeah that was shit. Uh, what was not shit was Blackberry, which I also got around to watching finally. Now that was a film. I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite films of this year. I thought it had everything you'd want out of one of those tech startup dramas. Do you know what I mean? You expect a certain degree of of of, of intrigue and 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 dread and and the good times turning into the bad. It has all of that. It has specifically in the first half. It has a lot of that Matt Johnson humor, which I think is key. I think it's it's very it's it is very funny early on. 
And I think the thing that brings it all together, I, I was a little bit tentative about Blackberry because I was like, uh, Glenn Howerton's great, but is that like a meme casting? And it's not. He's fantastic in it. He is. He is. It honestly makes me much more interested in like life after Always Sunny for him whenever that whenever that time rolls around. Because uh, I thought he was fantastic in it. It was excellent. Blackberry, absolutely excellent. Uh, also excellent. Oppenheimer, which I finally saw. And I loved it, despite the fact that there was a fella in front of me vaping uh, during the oh, whole thing. Oh, fuck. Um, I got kicked out. I mean, just. and But also, like, I could all, I wouldn't even really care if it was having a sneaky puff and just blowing it to his floor. Tilted his head back like Sideshow Bob and blowing it into the air. <laughs> I was like, you can't be serious. You cannot be fucking serious. Uh, I loved it. I don't really have anything new to say about it that hasn't been said 10 times over in the last two months it is phenomenal i i, I would have to rewatch it to commit to it but I, I i i wouldn't argue with someone who said it was nolan's best i think it's and it's also it, it's 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 definitely a nolan film but it's also it's not like the last couple of ones he's made it's different in a lot of interesting ways i i loved it i absolutely loved it i am a, a very breezy three hours like it's it's long but it's not it it, it feel it goes at a decent clip yeah. um to the girls in the cinema that we were in when we were coming out of it, they said uh, it was all right, but I feel like they didn't explain anything that much. And I was kind of like, for all the stuff that's going on in that film, I think they did about as good as a job as they could without making it five hours long to stop and explain everything a bit more. Like there is a lot happening. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ridicule too much. There's a lot going on, and it's got that classic Nolan sound mix where you can't hear half the dialogue. I don't care if it's an artistic decision; it's shite. Um, please put subtitles on it or something. I'm going to go to, to like a, a hearing assisted uh, viewing the next time he releases a film because I hate that shit. It's super irritating. Um, now, the best music of any of his films ever, I would say it is a phenomenal score, but yeah, it's, it's, it's overpowering it, it? everything, uh, which is the point, I know, but it was annoying. Uh, that was the films, mostly great films for me this week. Um, yeah. uh, the only thing with Blackberry is, is I wonder how someone who's not familiar with Johnson's <laughs> stuff would, would take it. Like if Joe... Would just to watch Blackberry on its own. I think I would say absolutely would take to it. I think I because I was I was talking to Brona loved it as well. She watched it and she she doesn't watch Nirvana the band the show. Okay. But I I think it's very I think it's it's it really it's, speaks, it's definitely it's, his most accessible. It's it's extremely accessible and I think it speaks to his potential as a big filmmaker that you know to make something like this, I think it's extremely accessible. I think you could absolutely have no preference for his style of comedy or see any of his stuff. And I think, I think the general audience absolutely could um, uh, take it up, which is impressive to his versatility because Nirvana, the band, the show is such a kind of uh, oblique and odd, off the wall, weird genre mesh of a million different things. And then Blackberry is so, I, I, I hate saying something like the straightforward sounds like a slight. It's not, it's, it's just, it's a movie that could be enjoyed by general audiences. I think absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, on that subject, I will say I did wrap up season one of Nirvana, the band, the show. And that, that finale is insanely funny. It is so fucking good. It is his one name of, is John Cena. I couldn't believe that as well. Like such a goofy tie in. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal episode of TV. I have to, I have to actually start season two because yeah, all the season one was great, and that finale was outrageous. Well, the, the the very end with the with the and his name is John Cena reveal. Yeah, had had me in tears last time I watched it. 
You've yeah, never seen just... better use of the and his name is John Cena meme. Oh, easily. Yeah. Ever. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, just footage of John Cena in it, which I love as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that even in the in the Viceland era, they were still being a bit cheeky with the free use, you know, uh, fair oh, use rather. Sure. Uh, yeah. Which is good. The spirit of the web show. But uh, yeah, great stuff. Uh, that, that was all the telly for me this week. Oh, I watched a lot of telly. Let me quickly run through it and then we'll, we'll let Joe go. Um, I'm I'll go back onto the Mad Men. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Mad Men is fucking great. And, and a great follow-up f- to Succession. Because it actually has quite a lot of parallels with Succession in that it doesn't really have any protagonists. Apart from one or two. Mm. You might argue Peggy is a protagonist. But every man on the show is cheating on his missus. <laughs> He's an arrogant freak. They're all like that. They all smoke. They all, uh, they don't show up. I bet they all slap their wives as well. Slap them around when they're getting out of hand. It's that kind of era. It's that kind of show. And yet everyone's so charming and suave. Like the women of the show, you kind of get seduced into it. Uh, but I love it. It's, it's also kind of losty in that every episode is very centric to a specific character and gives you time to really get to know the characters, get emotionally connected to them. Um, uh, and I'm, I think I've got four left in season one. Mm. Uh, and I like the progression because because the show is so slow, you very slightly see the character progression, the character developments. You, there'll be little lines or little storyline hints that will kind of give you an idea of where, where it's going. But it's not succession style of dropping a bomb, dropping a bomb, dropping a bomb. Oh, my God, this thing happened. And oh, my God. It's very, very... Very, very laid back. I mean, the show itself is Don Draper laying back in a chair smoking a cigarette. That's 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 the vibe and, and the pace of the show. It's very relaxed, but in a way that's super, super engaging. You immediately click with the characters. You immediately um, get a feel for which characters you're emotionally connect to and you want to succeed. And it gives you enough little breadcrumbs of their backstories and where they're from. And because you see some crumbs of like, a Don Draper backstory, you start to wonder about the other characters. Okay, we're seeing mm. where Don's coming from. Where's Betsy coming from? Where's Peggy coming from? I mean, you want to find out more about these characters' backstories. And it just does such a well. It's like a like an okay, it's like an onion with layers, but it's also like a little a little blooming flower. And you get more and more little peeps to the inside of the flower before it fully fully comes out. And I'm yeah, really, really super impressed by it. It's exactly what I needed after succession ended, which was just like one of the most amazing roller coaster rides and now you get a nice go on just the best lazy river in the world you know thoroughly thoroughly enjoying it on the other hand uh Mm -hmm. joe i don't know if you checked it out but i watched the first episode of amazon prime's new series we are newcastle united oh no i didn't watch that Uh, because obviously i I watch a few of these uh, and i would show you some as well the 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 latest craze of the last few years of football documentary series yeah 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 Sunderland till I die and the all nothing series of uh, Spurs and Arsenal and New we Cap, are Wrexham or, or Sunderland we are Wrexham um, there's a Leeds United one as well I think on Netflix whatever that was called and so now Newcastle have one and I was expecting a similar fly on the wall uh, behind the scenes look at, at a football team on the ascent to to places not seen in the last 25, 30 years. Uh, what the show actually is, is a shameless propaganda PR <laughs> fluff piece about how fucking 
Saudi Arabia. No, are no so way. Fucking sound, lads. <laughs> the public investment fund. First of all, public investment fund. Don't get that confused with Saudi Arabia. That's a different thing completely. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. And also, let's interview the uh, the head of the PFI, who they call His Excellency throughout, which just gives you a fucking shiver down the back of your spine. Uh, they interview him throughout, and obviously they've done. Uh, they've done the take where they interview him. They say, actually, we'll do that again. Could you be even more funnier and sounder for this one? <laughs> Can you um, do a magic trick here with these cards? I'm Nigel McGuinness. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> so it's all about, look, look how fucking lovely these guys are. And they're just so sound. And if you don't like them, you are actually an enemy of football. Yeah. So, uh, so I watched the first episode and there was so little football content to it. It was all, it's basically a series about Newcastle United's backroom. And they're like executive staff. So I watched one episode. I said, "That's enough. That's enough for me. Thanks very much." No, knowing nothing about football, I I kind of assume because there's so many of these now. I kind of assume most of them are fluff done in the name of promoting the brand. You know what I mean? Well, a lot of the Amazon ones, the, the All or Nothing series, are very just fly on the wall. Okay. And they they tell the story of the season. There, obviously, there's there, there's fluff pieces and interviews with the players and the players. You, you got to look at the, the lives of the players, but they come off typically very well. But there's still it's still kind of more or less, I would say, warts and all. This is very hmm. not that. Uh, so I would recommend to give it a miss, Joe. I probably work on it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even have Prime anymore. So it's it's like weirdly transparent. Mm. You know, it's it's very very blatant what what it is. Um, I'm also back on the Nathan for You ah. season four, last season of it before I hit the rehearsal. Um, opens with like a, a forty minute special, which is hosted by the guy who did the they brought in for the the hunk. What's mm. his name? I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a little long, mm. and it was, it almost felt like the uh, the Simpsons 138 spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like Nathan for you more when it's a specific story yeah. or two, and this being that dragged out to 40 minutes, it was, there was funny bits in it. Don't get me wrong, but it just felt very long. And that you know, I I, I hear that the last like feature length episode is also very good, but I kind of like Nathan for you when it's a 20 minute burst mm. i to- i completely agree but I-, I would say the finale justifies it way more than that i would say yeah. um but yeah i absolutely agree yeah yeah i wasn't on the first episode i think i watched like four or five now and the rest of them have been great uh i'm also watching taskmaster and wild boys as my other two shows to fill in the the gaps when i'm not in the mood for anything else i've never got around to watching wild boys uh, of all the uh jackass wait did you not i could have sworn you talked about it on this show did you not I've only watched the first like couple episodes. I've, I've oh, watched really? A lot of, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm getting through it now. There's only like twenty or thirty two episodes. Four mm. seasons of eight, and they're all twenty minutes. So it's very very short. But no, I never really sat down to watch to watch Wild Boys. I watched the Jackass series mm. unedited, which is very hard to get your hands on these days. But no, I never really watched Wild Boys. I watch it now and Taskmaster season six, which is also very good. Joe, over to you. Um. Been watching The Bear season two, not finished yet, got two episodes left, but it's been tremendous. Mm. Uh, very, very different from the first series, completely different kind of approach, but equally as good, which I really mm. appreciate. Sometimes, you know, series would take, 
deviate from what made it good and it will go wrong or they'll stick too closely to the first one and it's a bit repetitive. I think they've hit the perfect spot in uh, taking it in a different direction but still giving you plenty of uh, what you liked about the first one. So looking forward to finishing that. Also been watching over the past few weeks as a uh, rewind on the the Discord channel, uh, Life's Too Short, the uh, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, Warwick Davis uh, sitcom, which is a mockumentary that follows the real life Warwick Davis uh, as a kind of actor and a, an agent of uh, little people as dwarves. Um, first time I've rewatched it since it went out. Um, it was terrible then. <laughs> I think it wasn't as bad as I remembered watching it. It, it wasn't good, but mm. it wasn't sort of completely dreadful. There's a couple of episodes. Well, there's, you know, glimmers of hope, but overall they completely, I think, fucked up the character which you see when they get to the easter special that they did they completely changed the show warwick goes from being a kind of david brent andy millman self-obsessed fame obsessed tosser to actually being quite a nice guy because they realize it's probably not a good idea to have an unlikable dwarf that's Mm. just my opinion that's not going to work um yeah so the easter special was actually quite good quite funny it features keith chegwin Barry Freemistenders and Les Dennis as a kind of trio in it working with Warwick and they're very, very funny. Uh, yeah, so I, I like the special. It's a shame. I think if they'd gone down that route from the beginning, it would have been a lot better. Maybe not as good as like an extras or a, uh, certainly not The Office, but it could have been like a slightly C, B-level version of extras is what they could yeah. have done with it. But they, they didn't. They completely fucked it up. Yeah, I think I think leaned, leaned too much on the, on the tired Brent archetype for that yeah. for that main character you I mean, know there, there's complete scenes where it could just be david brent or Andy mm. Norman doing it you wouldn't even have to change anything in the script except he is short and falls <laughs> except down he doesn't he, yeah except andy Norman can reach the top shelf that's the yeah. only difference also they did still bring in like liam neeson and it still had like an extra yeah vibe well, well those are still those are still the the highlights of that show i think you know yeah. let's do some improvisational comedy now that is a big one. That is that is the my go. That is the best scene from a bad show. <laughs> like that is my go to answer for that. Funny sketches, crazy characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a funny guy, aren't I? <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, uh, anything else, Joe, for this television? No, nope, that's it. All right, I got to finish the bear. Actually, God, that's a, that's cracking TV. That's real TV there. Uh, uh, once again, playing too many games at the moment. I'm going to burn through these real quick. Um, I kind of wanted to dedicate, once I decided to get it, I kind of wanted to dedicate all my time to Baldur's Gate 3 because that's a real big game. Put all your time into role-playing. This is real. This is real deal, orcs and norks. I roll a dice. Oh, I doth slither into the cave and find a trinkus. It's real one of them. Um, uh, it is literally in the Dungeons & Dragons universe, in fact. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is technically the best-reviewed game of this year so far, overtaking Tears of the Kingdom. So I was like, all right, all right, let me see what you got here, Baldur's Gate 3. Not my genre at all. It's real, real role-playing game. Not this, not this slap at a skill tree on a first-person shooter. Real fucking role-playing game. Takes a lot of getting used to, but I am enjoying it. I'm also doing, uh, at the behest of a lot of recommendations, I'm also doing my, my fair amount of, like, save scumming. Because you can just, like, have a bad roll and have a bad, uh, uh, take a wrong turn and get absolutely fucked up beyond recognition. So everyone's like, save often and don't be ashamed to just go reload when you get fucked up. I was, like, still in the tutorial area. And it's funny because, it, 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 like, it, 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 people say it, it apes the tabletop experience 
a lot in it is like playing with a very creative dungeon master because i didn't even think this could happen but i was walking along <laughs> through these old ruins still in the tutorial area and the floor gave away from underneath me i wasn't paying attention to the big crack on the floor and i fell through into a, a layer full of baddies and they got the drop on me because i fucking fell through the roof and i got annihilated and so i just reloaded it and i was like all right mine party we doth go around <laughs> the big crack on the floor and actually we live and then i got to the door to their lair and i was able to use my i'm playing a, a charismatic charming character you know you know, you know I mean, you know, how we do and so i uh, like my, autobiographical games <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so you know middling stats in a lot of ways but i can talk my way out of some situations and so i was like able to approach the same fight but from a different angle because i was able to charm my way in the door and then kill the guy once he let us in and then i got the drop on the guys who previously got the drop on us it's one of them it's it's a real kind of your decisions like matter like for real not in the shitty back of the box bullet point that every game has i mean i've seen so many even just from conversations with people in the early game i mean it's like in the tutorial area you can like kill every ally character you come across you don't have to party up with anyone uh it's one of them it is one of them so i'm i'm uh looking forward to playing more of it but i have been derailed somewhat by they put Red Dead Redemption out on the Switch. One of my favorite games of all time. I am playing it again. And I kind of thought, okay, that, that put two hours. It's just like, all right, that's that's good. I remember that game. But now it's quickly becoming my, when I sit down to do anything, and I'm kind of like, ah, it's just it's a bit of Red Dead. It's just, it's less taxing than Baldur's Gate. And so I'm like three hours into a fresh save on the original Red Dead Redemption. It's very, very good in case you have not heard. And that Switch version is, you know, any, any, I know people were disappointed it wasn't like an actual big fancy remaster or remake or whatever, but it's a very good game you can play on the Switch now. So thumbs up on that. I also played after after the, the phenomenal promotional work done on Wednesday night. I said, this Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. I, I have to play this. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just if, if it can produce television that good, I have to give it a go. Uh, it's actually pretty fun. It's one of these very kind of in trend for the last couple of years, like an asymmetrical horror game where like five people play as normies trying to escape and one person plays as a, a horror villain. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's slightly more numbers. So you're playing as the family. You've got Leatherface and the cook and the hitchhiker from the original film and five normies trying to escape out of the basement. And it's good. It's, 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 um, it's hard. It's scary. They evoke that, that tone and that grit very well. Uh, it's hyper violent, obviously. And, um, it's, uh, a bit more mentally taxing than I was expecting. Cause when you're the, uh, when you're the escapees, you've got to try and find pieces to, put together keys and open gates and things like that all while you monsters chasing you it's good and it's on game pass uh, uh so if anyone has an xbox and is on game pass you can play it for, for essentially for free and i also on game pass downloaded that quake 2 remastered which is good i don't have too much to say. it's quake it's quake from the 90s but in 4k now <laughs> which is lovely um nice. i might see if i can get get herself to play the campaign co-op with me i think she would hate it after about 30 seconds but i might give it a go uh yeah and that is all the games. Lots of games. Like I need to cut some of these games out and just I think I want to focus on, on Baldur's Gate, but playing lots of stuff at the moment. What about you, Paul? I've just been playing Zelda Oracle of Ages on the uh Game Boy Color. The Game Boy Color version, yeah. Yeah. It, well they were Game Boy Color games. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. on the on the Nintendo Switch online. Uh, I just finished it actually. Uh it is tough. Uh is it okay? It's tough insofar as the uh from a puzzle perspective sometimes it's very easy to get lost and get stuck and not being able to work out what you're supposed to do next because compared to link's awakening 
the world is the same size, but the dungeons are very expansive, or at least they feel very expansive. And there's a lot of go two rooms right, down one room, hit the switch, go two, back up one room, then go two rooms right. And then now, because you hit that switch, now you can go and think, and you're like, what? Typically in the classic Nintendo games, that stuff is a lot uh, more condensed. So you'll hit the switch in the room you're in, whereas this is a Capcom game. So that I guess they were a little bit more um, open to whatever they wanted. So the dungeons are a lot more sprawling and maybe Metroidvania feeling and okay. maybe a little bit of backtracking uh, across the dungeon once you've done something. You don't just proceed into the other rooms you've not been in. You actually have to go back and work your way around. So I did use a guide for quite a bit of it because I just kept getting stuck. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. But uh, it's it's very good. It's very good. And and Oracle of Seasons, which is the other one, is, as I said before, is supposed to be lot, a lot less puzzle-based, a lot more action-based. Mm. So that might be closer to what your typical Zelda. But Oracle Age is very, very good. Uh, I like the different things that Capcom did with the series. And hopefully they'll <laughs> hopefully they'll get a chance to make some more. But they probably won't. And anyway, I think the guy who directed those games is now directing the Zelda games anyway. I think he directed Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, and Skyward Sword. Oh, really? I think so. What's um, his name from the bottom? <laughs> so to speak. But... um. Those those three Capcom games, two of them are very good. I'm looking forward to starting the uh, the other one, but I didn't want to do them back to back. I want I, I I might come back to Oracle of Seasons down the line after Starfield, maybe. Um, I did save my password I got from the end of the game, though. So when I start Oracle of Seasons, yes. I'll I'll enter my password and I'll have the it, acting more of a sequel to Ages than a, than a standalone game. But it's very good. And that's uh, that's the game, Guff. We got some albums this week before we call it a date. Yeah, just a couple of albums. So um, two weeks ago, I listened to The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I haven't listened to a lot of 60s stuff in this uh, album of the week, Journey. Um, so I thought this was one I could dip into. Uh, a few, There was a few very famous songs on it, The Sound of Silence and April Comes She Will. Um, mm. I It's not my kind of type of music necessarily because it's fairly quiet it's it's fairly kind of mm. wistful um and i did have the impression that because you know because of the sound of silence i thought all their music was going to be a bit kind of dreary and sad but actually quite a few of the yeah. tracks are, are very upbeat and kind of folky and sort of hey yeah. mrs robinson yeah yeah, yeah. Is that on that one Am I that's that's not on that, that album. Okay, but, okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was actually very enjoyable. I really liked Kathy's song, which was a track on there. That was that was good. There's another one I can't remember. Oh yeah, we've there's a track called "We've Got a Groovy Thing Going." I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry guys, that is absolute '60s shite. But the rest of it, the rest of it was pretty enjoyable. Um, I then listened to a new release, uh, "Austin" by Post Malone. Um, now I, I generally quite like Post Malone. However, this album bit boring oh we really? haven't listened to it yet That's it was it wasn't bad but it, it there was no kind of bangers on it there was nothing that made me like really kind of yeah really want me want me to listen to it again so I, I gave it one listen and i think that was that was pretty much it um i, I wouldn't give it a big thumbs up so uh, yeah two good two well one good album one slightly disappointing one that's a shame i i loved hollywood's bleeding i thought that was mm. probably his best um yeah, I'll give that a listen, but disappointed to hear it didn't get the the Joe the Joe wreck. Um, yeah, I've always liked Simon Garfunkel's sound. 
the Paul Simon singing, especially. Yeah. Never really got on well with Post Malone. I like his the the live stream he did of like Nirvana songs, but his uh, auto tuned mm. trap stylings never really. No, it's not. It's music that I just not, I'm not into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he always more than an interesting musician. He always just seems like a nice lad. I I tend to just I can't get on with the the old tattoo face. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, but he's like Call using me a conservative traditionalist. He's using but, his, his riches to buy face tattoos, but also Magic the Gathering cards. Do you know what I mean? So that's not right. Uh That's going to do it for the music off this week, and that's going to do it for the show. The next time you hear us, we will be post Wembley. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, yeah, probably we'll be not, traveling not on Monday and stuff. Yeah. So we may we may just what we'll probably just do is because because I mean I guess we'll just leave it and do an all out preview show and all, all in review all out preview we may, it might be all wrestling next week we might need to retire yeah. any other guffs yeah. um and and we can take up the post all in television as well to see how the directions are shaking out so uh, if you are going to the show do enjoy it we hope uh, uh it's a good one for all our sakes and uh, uh, uh we will be we will be after a little bit of history this time next week uh so in the meantime it's farewell from myself it's farewell from paul Farewell, and good luck with whoever you're sitting beside, guys, because I know, Joe, you've got history with no, some right sure. weirdos. <laughs> oh, yeah, but on the other side. <laughs> it's, uh, it's goodbye and good luck from Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye, everybody.